In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. I love when it gets all. <laughs> By the way, that you guys, welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. It is Memorial Day. This is your Tuesday episode, so you'll be hearing this tomorrow, hopefully. But that is the 90210 theme song, a little remixed. But I love you got you kids that you've never watched Beverly Hills 90210, and I'm not talking about the reboot. I'm talking about 90s, and it was one of the most iconic themes. But it's also one of the last TV themes where saxophone music really played a part it was like sexy it was like just danger like it was like dirty sax which is just you know like there's no bad boys playing saxophone anymore is there by the way and and if you guys must know i am the bad boy of podcasting if you are joining me for the first time um you might not know what a bad boy of podcasting is it just means i don't pay my bills on time yeah, sometimes my mom has to remind me. Yeah, I'm a grown man. Bad boy! Sometimes I won't water my plants on time. Bad boy! And sometimes when I'm at, like, say, a Taco Bell, I'll go with my order, but I'll act like I'm on the phone and I'm playing, an, like, another large order for somebody else that's not me on the phone so I can get double the food and not have the Taco Bell guy think I'm weird. Bad boy! Uh- 
<laughs> the whole point, you guys, is what happened to saxophone? Like, really, if you think about the 80s and 90s, I, I really, do we ever think the saxophone will make a comeback? It's just, these are the things I think about. How are you guys doing? Did you have a good three-day weekend? Um, I don't know if you listened to uh, Monday's episode with Sophie Ross, but give it a listen. I mean, I thought that was I, that was a, a great episode. I love talking to Sophie. And I was talking, you know, I had an Australian send me an Australian care package, which, by the way, if anybody wants to send me care packages, I need all the care in the world. But she sent me this thing called Vegemite, and I thought it was chocolate pudding, so I'm dipping my fingers in it like a madman, and I have, I still can taste it. Like, that, I will now wake up in a cold sweat probably thinking about eating Vegemite. Like, and she's like, no, no, you have to put it on toast. I don't think that's going to help. Jessica, I don't think putting it on toast is going to make it be less salty. Why don't I just eat salt? Like salt at least is like, it's salt. It's not pretending to be chocolate pudding. I felt like that was so, but then she sent me these Tim Tams, you guys, and I'm supposed to be dieting and I kind of fell off, uh, last night and because of because of the vegemites i had to cleanse my palate and the veggie oh my god they had it was like this double chocolate thing and you know what i did i kept it by my bed and <laughs> this is this is this is why i'm a bad boy i'd wake up and i'd grab one and eat it and i'd go right back to sleep <laughs> that's so sad i am such a sad sad individual thank you so much for listening i'd like to say you're in good hands but no 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 you're not um, you guys, thank you. If anybody, uh, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, if you are interested in, uh, in trying to make your life a little better in, in, in focusing on, uh, you know, here's the deal and I'm going to do a commercial halfway through, but I, I actually, honestly, this is a product that actually interested in me and I can actually use, um, I was a DMing with somebody today that said, thank you for, for talking about mental health and, you know, sometimes, I don't know, I get frustrated. I get frustrated. I was thinking about this when I was hiking yesterday, is that you think like Brad Pitt, you know, like Brad Pitt, he's always been able to eat whatever he wants. He's always like, it doesn't seem like he ever gains weight. He always looks good no matter what decade he's in. He's always, you know, he doesn't seem like he has to work at it. And that's what frustrates me about my mental health sometimes is that I have to constantly work at it, you know? is that some days I wake up and I just, it's so hard to move or, I mean, it takes hours to feel like I can do something, you know, and I'll force myself to do stuff, but it's just, you know, sometimes your mind does not participate and you realize you have to, whether it be medication, whether it be talking to somebody like BetterHelp, whether it be making myself climb up a hill in, in, in hot weather to get some kind of serotonin flowing. These are things that I have to do. And it gets frustrating because I'm like, some people don't have to do any of these things and they're just naturally happy. And I don't know. I guess that's just, I mean, that's just me being honest. I don't think I'm going anywhere with that. It's just that I do get frustrated sometimes that sometimes people are just born with a natural sunny disposition and some people have to work on it. And I guess the thing is to normalize uh, working on things is that like this podcast, uh, I've never worked on something this hard in my life and, uh, and good things have happened because of it. And I think the same thing with mental health, you know, is like the harder we work on it. You might not see the forest from the trees at first, but eventually you start seeing things and eventually things, you know, maybe ease up a little bit. It's always going to be there. But the whole point is to 
just make our lives a little bit more livable. And thank you for making mine a little bit more livable. Um, Mayor of Easttown, you guys, I talked about it yesterday. I had no spoilers, and I'm still not going to do any spoilers in case... Uh, I don't know. Where have you guys been? Come on, it's been a day. At this point, can we get a, like... Can government step in about this when we're allowed to actually tell spoilers? I feel like this needs to be government mandated. Um, obviously, they've screwed up the vaccine rollout, but I think if they, I think we could really get the spoiler thing. Imagine that in the future, if somebody spoils something for you, they serve like a year in jail. Like just even no, 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 no court case. You just go in, and you're like, I thought they had seen The Sopranos by now. It just, it's, I, I had no, I didn't mean any harm. Um, but Mayor of Easttown, I kept thinking. So somebody DM me today too about uh, uh, me and Sophie were talking about red herrings, and they asked what is a red herring in terms of a story, and what that is. If in, ca- if, in case you guys don't know, um, is a red herring is something that they put the you know the writer or director puts in front of the audience so they can divert attention. So in Mayor of Easttown, this is kind of a spoiler. You think her boyfriend Guy Pierce, who is like a big name actor or you know a bigger name actor, you're like okay. Why is that big of a name actor just playing a boyfriend role? There, he must have done it. Like, it just doesn't make sense. But it's a red herring. It's a red herring. So they want us to think that the boyfriend possibly did it so they can draw our attention away from who actually did it. And Mayor of Easttown was full of red herrings. So uh, the Bravo account, uh, Bravo Bone Collector, who is actually doing a fascinating deep dive on Erica Jane's finances, I'm sure will be doing a Erica Jane, uh, Jen Shaw themed centric episode coming up. Um, but she sent me this interview of like, cause I was watching it afterwards. I was like, why was Guy Pierce there? Like, did he think he did it? Like, did they not tell him? And what happened was that um, somebody fell out of the project. Somebody left the project, and and uh, Kate Winslet called in a favor because they had just worked together and said, "Hey, come do this." And I thought that was so cool. Like you know, it makes, it, you know, it's it's like uh, you know when we have real jobs, we ask somebody to cover for us. Like that's what it is for like an actor. And Kate Winslet is still doing it. And I love I love geek out facts like that. I think that's so cool. And what's so cool too is Guy Pierce brought something really cool to the role. Like he made it believable. He made it kind of, you know, like, oh, who is this guy? He made it interesting, a little quirky. I, I really dug it. Um, and by the way, I, I just, I do want to keep, I brought this up on my Instagram, but I thought Kate Winslet did great. Always a fabulous actor, but I have not, I have not forgiven her for not sharing that fucking door at the end of Titanic, the piano lid or the door, whatever it was. All I know is that I, you know, don't gaslight me, Kate. Don't gaslight me. I see that there's plenty of room. I see that there's plenty of room. And a lot of people messing me said, well, no, no, no. It would, it would, it would, it, it would throw off the, the body weight would throw off that lid. Well, can we at least try? I didn't see any trying in that mo- movie. It was just like, and then you see Kate Winslet fucking splayed out, just relaxing. And she just, she falls asleep. That's how relaxed she is. And poor Leo, just he's like a frozen iceberg. He just falls to the bottom. This poor kid was poor. He had never seen the world. And then we, Kate Winslet, then Kate Winslet, you guys, we see at the beginning of the movie, she's had this fabulous life. She rode horses. She had kids. She all this stuff. And then this old biddy, she's climbing back up on the boat. She has the heart diamond necklace that could have fed all the homeless people in the world. Throws it over the 
fucking... If I had seen her on that boat doing it, I would have knocked her right in the water. I would have said, go visit Jack, you lame-o. Because that is ridiculous, you guys. This is obviously a lady that does not know good decision-making. But I just... I thought, if, if you say you love somebody... You're like, can we at least try both of us on this? And if that doesn't work, how about we take turns? How about you do five minutes in the water? I do five minutes in the water. And we promise not to fall asleep. The girl falls asleep. And you could say, oh, it was cold. It was a... No, 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 no. Love should make your body warm. That's it. That's it. And I think that movie is a joke because of it. That is a horrible, horrible movie just because of that one part. And it's like they even say the the whole thing is like never let go. And she's like, I never did. You literally let go. You let him lay. You let him die. That's called letting go. By the way, if I'm ever in a relationship and it's like all loving and somebody says never let go, I will expect you not to kill me when I'm hanging off a fucking door at the end of my life. Like, that is insane. Like, Leo must have been sitting there going like, are you fucking kidding me? So I got to see you nude once and I even drew you. You got a souvenir because of that. And I have to, like, literally die. Like, I have do- I don't have two pennies to my name. And now I'm hanging off the side of a door while Miss uh, Redhead over here uh, is just, is, is like, I, I bet you, I bet you she was snoring. I bet you, just to add insult to injury, he was like, Jack was like, oh, my God, is she snoring? Is she, like, I bet he had to, like, nudge her to, like, stop snoring. She's like, uh, uh, uh. And then just, like, switched her body position and just went back to sleep comfortably. Anyways. Kate Winslet, if you're listening, Mayor of Easttown was phenomenal. I thought you were, I, I really enjoy. I was talking to my friend Danielle. Danielle, uh, she didn't like it. She wasn't as impressed with Mayor of Easttown as I was. Uh, but I do also think, I think it was way better than The Undoing, even though I really liked The Undoing. But now I'm like, what? what is the next murder mystery? What is the next murder mystery that we will see on HBO? Uh, it seems like that's their thing. If somebody, if you, if somebody's, if, if you have a story where somebody dies and you think 30 people did it, go to HBO. They want it. They want it. <laughs> uh, you guys, today we have an amazing show. Um, Courtney Skippon. I don't know. She was on the podcast in January. She was on one of my favorite seasons of Below Deck, the Captain Lee years. Uh, he's still going. But she was under Kate. Uh, she was just awesome. And she is awesome. She's so flipping funny. She's got this kind of like really funny wry sense of humor and I think I really like her because I think I play well off of her because I'm kind of hyper and she's like really funny but like I don't know just well spoken she actually says the thing towards the end of the episode that I just thought was brilliant and I can't wait for you guys to hear it and she said it so much better than I ever could uh in regards to the uh Crystal Sutton um, discourse at the end of Beverly Hills episode two of this new season, which by the way, so me and Courtney are doing a full recap. You guys, that's going to get you pumped for, uh, Wednesday's episode of Beverly Hills. Uh, if you want full recaps of real housewives of New York, we talk about New York a little bit in this interview, uh, recap, but if you want full solo recaps, head on over to my Patreon, uh, five bucks a month. You get now access to like 130 podcasts. We, I, there's like selling sunset uh, recaps of full seasons, Real Housewives of Miami, uh, Real Housewives of Dallas, Real Housewives of Potomac, uh, NYC Prep. So go over there, check it out. Um, I think you guys will uh, will dig some stuff. There is a lot of stuff to uh, poke around at. If 
I already know I'm giving you way too much content. Can I do a couple news stories before we get into Courtney? I know this one's going to run long. I hope you're okay with that. And by the way, if you're new, use the timestamps if you want to skip right to Courtney. It doesn't offend me unless you tell me directly, and then I would probably be hurt. But other than that, just use the timestamps and skip right to Courtney. Um, I'll try to do more specific timestamps as we get further into this, but I get it. I get this is a lot of content, and I get there is so many amazing podcasts to listen to right now, amazing musicians to listen to right now. Uh, I'm still listening to uh, that uh, Olivia Rodrigo. Uh, I'm very, I dig that album. Um, So I know there's a lot of competition for your ears right now. So if you spend any time with me, uh, I really appreciate it. So thank you so much for that. So let's go into this, you guys. You guys, this is a sad story. And I hope everybody can open up their hearts and open up their pocketbooks because um, there is a GoFundMe for Jen Shaw right now. We need to try to raise $2.5 million uh, because she needs money, you guys. Uh, <laughs> fuck you. Are you out of your mind, Jen? It's Jen, one of Jen's family set this up. Don't worry before you're outraged. It has already been shut down. So many people reported it that GoFundMe shut it down. But let me read it to you. One sec. So the uh, the GoFundMe page was entitled Justice for Jen Shaw, and it was released on Sunday night uh, from one of uh, Jen's cousins, I believe, Danny Filippi, which Danny... <laughs> Danny boy, what are you doing over there, bud? Uh, the campaign the campaign aimed to raise $2.5 million to cover, cover the Bravo Stars' legal fees uh, as she is set to uh, appear in court in October. The page claimed that more than 10,000 people in the United States are falsely accused and wrongfully convicted of crimes they did not uh, convict. I think he meant con- commit. But also, that, that fact is true. Uh, on March 30th, lawyers from the Southern District of New York brought extremely serious allegations against my cousin. On April 2nd, Jen proclaimed her innocence by entering a plea of not guilty and hired an inexperienced team of New York lawyers. New York lawyers that have begun aggressively defending her and fighting the government's case. The description continued, We are asking 10,000 caring souls to donate 250 Like, are you... Fucking out. I mean, first off, are you out of your mind? Second off, the fact that can we get 10,000? Like, even if I were to, even if I donate to an actual good cause, I can't afford 250. Who are these 10,000 caring souls? Like, Danny, you're dumb as heck. Why don't you have like 100,000 donate 25? You would really take a lot of the pressure off a lot of us if we actually supported Jen, which, you know what, I'm going to wait. I I think I'm going to wait to hear more facts of the case. Um, Jen is facing decades incarcerated in prison, separated from her family if she is unable to mount a competent and well-thought-out defense. Jen needs $2.5 million because there are over 1 million documents in this case that must be immediately reviewed and analyzed by Jen's lawyers before her case goes to trial. Also, <laughs> I feel like if there's that much to, to do, I just feel like, what if there's just like, I can just afford one and one poor lawyer is like, I got to read a million documents. Uh, but some of these law documents, it's a lot of, um, you know, just like a lot of, they just use half the page. It's not full pages, you guys. Um, so two, the Southern District of New York is the most expensive jurisdiction. They're the Beverly Hills of jurisdictions, I guess, in the country to defend a lawsuit and to hire competent legal counsel. Three, 
This Danny is really going on here. Three, Jen has to have economic wherewithal to fight the government's lawyers who have an open checkbook and can spend millions of dollars prosecuting the case. Danny, Jen looked like she had an open checkbook on the first season of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and it turns out that might be mainly lies, Danny. So why would I give my money to somebody that already portrayed themselves to have an uh, open-ended checkbook? By the way, I would more I would give to Stu Chains her assistant before I would give to Jen. Like, what about Stu? How much money does Stu have to, like, Stu's like, can I get a hundred bucks? Four, by defending the case and going to trial, Jen's family has and will continue to continue to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal costs, which include hiring investigators to interview potential witnesses, hiring experts in various fields, and paying for hundreds of hours of legal research, trial exhibits, and witness binders. Five, we also want to get a nice, cool hang pad for BravoCon. What, Danny? No, uh, the show's cousin claimed that in seven weeks, Jen and her family have spent over $138,000 in legal fees and costs. Oh, dude, Danny, in like three episodes of Salt Lake, it seemed like she spent like 300000 so I don't know what, what's going on. Um... Actually, this this girl that uh, follows me, they they blacked out her name, but she's in this Sun article. She's one of the people that reported it. This is absolutely disgusting. I have reported it to GoFundMe. I hope others have too. Clearly, people know better because you have received a single donation. You should all be ashamed of yourselves. But then again, she stole money from the elderly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Allegedly, I know. That's a great comment. Um, but yeah, this is dumb. This is just. Dumb, and I guess I guess one person did donate, and it was so they got a total of two hundred and fifty-five dollars before this was shut down. And yes, I was that person. I believe in her, you guys. Allegedly, hey, if it finds out she's innocent, I'll ask her that. If she's guilty, I'll ask for the money back. Um, no, I I would never donate to this. I mean, by the way, there are just so many better things to. I don't know. It's it's so interesting. The housewives have taken a turn. Like, I, I, I think about this in certain ways of uh, thinking about Kyle last season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Kyle, um, is that remember she did the charity event that she said Garcelle didn't pay the five grand for? Remember, she also said that she potentially was spending more money on the party than she she didn't know if she was going to even recoup that in donations. And the thing is, Kyle just could have given the money she spent on the party. You know, and and just gave given that. But the thing with housewives is they want to be part of it. They want their stock to rise with it. They want to be front and center. They want that attention. And it's the same with like Jen. You know, Jen. I I, I sometimes think with housewives, especially, they don't do good deeds just to do good deeds. Now I love Kathy Hilton. You know, in the first two episodes, I'm a huge Kathy Hilton stan uh, for the wacky shit she says. But there's been a lot of pushback. In fact, there is a lawsuit uh, by uh, Kathy Hilton's help saying that they, that they cheated her them out of, like, wages. So I, I do tend to think that sometimes really rich people, they got rich by ill means. Uh, this is a recurring thing that I keep saying that I sometimes wonder if wealth is actually real or if it's just people taking and taking and taking and kind of, you know, stabbing people in the back, potentially doing illegal business dealings. I sometimes wonder if there is any real money out there or if it's all just like, gimme, gimme, gimme. So we'll, of course, keep up to date. And now, as we know, we got inside information that Real Housewives of Salt Lake City Season 2 is already done filming as of two weeks ago. So if you guys, let's let's look at the calendar together. So we just had April and May. So now we're ending June. Now the season doesn't premiere 
year where Jen Shaw's court case is in October. Now, they are finished in May, so that means, okay, let's do it with me, June, that counts as one, July, two, that's two months, August, four, no, August is three, September is four, October is five, so they have five more months. Here is my theory, is so bad it's good theory. So bad it's good bet right here. Let's all bet on this. I bet they're going to film a third season before October. I will bet. Hopefully, we will have somebody on soon that might be able to answer this que- these questions. Uh, you never know who will pop by. And um, yeah, so that's that. I mean, we'll, we'll keep up to date. But man, you know what's so wild is that you just... I, I include myself in this. And I'll use myself as an example first. I continually do stupid, stupid things. I continually do stupid, stupid things. And it seems like so do the housewives. I mean, they even, but they do it like on bigger, like bigger things. So, uh, but in case she is real, Jen Shaw is out there, cold and lonely. For just $250, we can give Jen a home. All we need is 10,000 beautiful souls to donate $250 to feed, clothe, and house Jen Shah. This Memorial Day season, let's bring Jen home, shall we? Oh my God! I forgot how much I love that Sarah McLaughlin song. Oh, do you remember? Like that's Sarah McLaughlin is such a beautiful, amazing artist, and I feel like she's been relegated to those um, the 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 animal association commercials that you see late at night, and they're you know all the animals are like behind cages, and it always breaks your heart. And it's like I'm Sarah McLaughlin, and you always hear that song, and it always like makes you tear up, and you're like, oh, it's three in the morning, and I'm crying, and and I'm like. But Sarah McLaughlin has so many songs that can make you cry. At least if they keep doing those commercials, I would. I want them to switch it up. Maybe do um, uh, "Your Love Is Better Than Ice Cream." That was a good one. Uh, anyways, Jen Shaw. Uh, you know, let's try to help her. We're a Bravo family, I guess, and she she needs us right now. Uh, what else is going on now? I was trying to wait till very late because Jax Taylor supposedly has a big announcement of what his next project is. He said it was going to be on May thirty first. So I. Must have been, uh, I don't know. There's no way he was lying, right? Like, it has to be on. If he said May 31st, you got to trust him. It's going to be May 31st. So, uh, what else? So, we'll keep you we'll keep you updated on that. Um, oh, you know what? I do want to talk about Naomi Osaka. I'm going to do that probably in Wednesday's show. Um, I just have one more thing. It's, it's so, okay, so... Ah, there's so much to talk about all the time. Okay, you know what? This is interesting. I, I this was this happened last week, uh, but I didn't get to uh, talk about it because I find it fascinating. The people, you know, celebrity pop culture, it revolves around. I think, you know, when it really heated up, I think in the early aughts, she was at the forefront of a lot of it, and and of course, I'm talking about Lindsay Lohan. Now, Lindsay Lohan for a while was the hottest thing, but I think she's in the hearts and minds of a lot of us because she represented music, she represented movies, and also movies that spoke to a certain demographic. You're talking about Mean Girls, of course. Uh, Even The Parent Trap. Uh, What was the one? uh, Oh, Georgia Rule. Georgia Rule. 
with Jane Fonda, uh, but she was really considered ahead of her time. She was also gorgeous. And then, of course, when you have a star that shoots that yeah, brightly, you know, or that shines that brightly, it's uh, eventually going to come down, which we saw that as well. But everybody at the same time, I always feel, is rooting for Lindsay Lohan in some way. I mean, we joke about her, but, you know, people genuinely root for her, or that's the vibe I get. Um, uh, but do you remember that Lohan uh, reality show? Was it on Oxygen that Oprah produced? And even Oprah showed up and was like, um, don't stand me up ever. You know, like I was, I got, I got chilled. Like I, my worst nightmare is to upset Oprah in any way. To ever, di- imagine disappointing Oprah. Imagine what that feels like. I disappoint my parents right now. Imagine if you disappoint Oprah. Like, that's got to be like 10 moms, you know? So this was big news if you are a Lindsay Lohan fan or if you root for her in any way. Uh, Lindsay Lohan returns to acting in a Netflix holiday movie. So this, God, by the way, uh, I hear Netflix holiday movie. I think that screams Danny Pellegrino. He's always uh, loves holiday movies. So I hope to, to talk to him about this one day, but... Uh, bold statements about taking her life back aren't really doing much for Lindsay Lohan at the moment, since returning to the screen with a Netflix movie is already getting her a mixed reaction, since some folks are willing to accept her back and hope she'll be every bit as good as before, while some are just ready for her to go away. Damn, I just looked this up to give you the information, and I didn't realize this was like a personal essay about... Uh-oh, what is this? What is this from? This is from TVO, TVOverMind.com. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want I don't want somebody's opinion. I just want to give you the the dirt. Uh, okay, here Variety.com will get it. So Lindsay Lohan to return to acting by starring in Netflix Christmas romantic comedy. Um, and by the way, this could be everybody loves holiday movies, everybody loves romance, and maybe people are ready to love Lindsay Lohan again. So. Uh, the Screamer has made a robot business out of Christmas Fair, and its original mo- original movies such as Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Prince, The Christmas Chronicles, and The Princess Switch, inspired by Lohan's The Parent Trap, have become instant and repeatable holiday classics. You guys, I've not heard of any of those. Jingle Jangle? What is Jingle Jangle? Like that, That's like when I put on jeans. Jingle Jangle. Um... In their new movie, Lohan will play a newly engaged, spoiled hotel heiress, according to the logline. Uh, logline, by the way, you guys, is, uh, you probably gathered, it's just what the movie is about. So usually it's like a three-sentence logline. That's how they pitch these movies. So it's like, a newly engaged, spoiled hotel heiress, da 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 So it continues who gets amnesia after a skiing accident and finds herself in the care of a handsome blue-collar lodge owner and his precocious daughter in the days leading up to Christmas. So let's, if we cast this, who's a handsome blue-collar lodge owner? I gotta go Mickey Rourke. What do we think, guys? Mickey Rourke, is that somebody good? Maybe Nick Nolte or, oh, younger? Okay, probably younger. Not a Gary Busey type? Um, David Hasselhoff, maybe. No, so anyways... It'll be some hot, it'll probably be the dude from Bridgerton or something. And it's like John Raphael or whatever his name is. So the guy from Bridgerton is going to own like a ski lodge and his precocious daughter in the day. So precocious daughter, what he, that's going to be like Anna Ferris or somebody. The rest of the cast has not been announced. Um, by the way, so this is awesome. The only thing that I get confused about is there was an 80s film that I grew up watching, and I still love watching to this day. It stars Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, and it's called Overboard, where a spoiled, uh, rich woman uh, ends up 
uh, getting amnesia, and uh, I think she fell off her yacht or something, and then Kurt Russell, who was working on her yacht and building her this, like, shoe closet, uh, ends up taking her back and convincing uh, her that they were married, and she ends up taking care of his kids. It, it is so charming and funny, and you know those movies that you grow up on? I don't even know if it's bad, because when you're a kid, it, it's like anything that you see is good. So, like, to me, Overboard is, like, one of the best movies that's ever been made, and I'm so far, like, I couldn't be I couldn't be objective about it. Like, I, I'll fight you if you say Overboard isn't good. I'll literally fight you. Give me your address. Drop your pin. I'm going to go fight you right now. But, like, honestly, if it's a bad movie, I wouldn't know. You would. It's like I told you. Like, I liked Mannequin the other day. It's about a guy falling in love with a mannequin. I thought, like, as a grown-up, I'm like, why didn't this win Oscars? The same thing with Overboard. Like, Overboard to me is like, how many Oscars did it win that year? Are you telling me zero? You're telling me it's rigged. Overboard didn't win anything? But to me, this seems like Overboard on land. And which is, by the way, hell yeah, man. I'm down for that. Everybody steals ideas anyways. Hannah Burner. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited for this movie. And I'm not even a huge... Uh, Lohan fan, but I know a lot of you guys are, so I wanted to, to this This might be a feel-good story for a lot of you guys. Um, right now, I think she's presently, she seems like she spends a lot of time in Dubai. And I hear Dubai is very awesome, but like I always worry when I hear people are spending a lot of time in Dubai. That's just always interesting. Uh, has has Lindsay, does, uh, anyways, so yeah, Lindsay Lohan, awesome, I'm gonna be there, we'll probably, you know what, I'll probably do a recap of that movie like I do with Fifty Shades of Grey, with Annabelle DeSisto, um, okay, you guys, are you ready for one of the best recaps I've ever been a part of, I'm not overselling it, I'm underselling it, that's how good this recap is, uh, I don't know about that, but I do know my guest is amazing, her name is Courtney Skepon, you might know her from Below Deck, but even if you didn't know her from below deck. She's flipping amazing. You're going to love her. Go follow her on Instagram. If you don't find her, um, I, I think we, we, I think it's just Courtney skip on, but I'll put that in the, uh, the old, uh, description of the podcast. And thank you so much for joining me. I know this is a lot of content, but I think it's good. I believe in this, believe in you guys. And I'll talk to you Wednesday. Here is Courtney skip on with real housewives of Beverly Hills recap of episode two. Plus we talk about some other things below deck and, uh, Real Housewives in New York. Bye. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to So Bad It's Good. I had my next guest on at the beginning of January. I had COVID and I felt like I was underwater the whole time, which was actually really fitting for my guest. Um, but she was really just, she's really flipping funny. She's one of my favorite follows on Instagram. And she was nice enough to come back because uh, like all of us, she is watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I just found out she's watching New York as well. So we might touch on that, but we got to talk about uh, Wednesday's episode. And there's, I, I, I'm so excited to talk to her again. Uh, you might know her from Below Deck Season 8, but I know her as Courtney Skipon. Courtney, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Also, I think I was on Season 7, but I'm not sure. What if I just say season? Well, I, I even Googled it before this and it said oh, season eight, unless the Bravo website is all messed I was, up. I always say like season eight. They're like, no, you weren't on that. And I was like, oh, whatever. What if I like, now I'm like mansplaining your season to you. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, I Courtney. have no idea. I'm, I'm mansplaining. <laughs> um, so you guys, before I, I talked to Courtney or before you guys are hearing it, I asked if she was watching Sailing Yacht. And, and what did you say? You said. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And you also said your friends kind of expect you, sometimes they'll text you about it because they think you're in the below deck cinematic universe now. 
They do. Although it's fair because I do get like the inside scoop. Like if there's anything gossipy happening, like I kind of want to know the details or like I can ask someone further. So I see why they're messaging me about it. Um, but I don't know the general plot line. Like I just, I, it's too much for me. Yeah. Cause I know, like, I know you're really good friends with Kate still, Kate Chastain. Mm-hmm. And I saw you guys tweeting with Izzy from last season of Below Deck, who I loved yeah. Izzy. I thought you she was it. awesome. Um, but you were on that weird season where it was kind of just like a really, I mean, just the guys flipping sucked on your season and that reunion is still like really bone chilling. Do you still wake up having nightmares about that crap? No, I think (laughs) more so other people, um, are more triggered, I think than I am, but there were other parts of the experience for me, whereas you only got to see that. So I have different memories of it. Um, it's a shame. I think that there wasn't a more positive, um, viewing aspect for me like it's kind of like watching an old like home video but it's like a really bad one so I wish (laughs) we got to see some of the fun ones too but and you haven't been able to know I mean not a lot of people have been able to yacht as well even if you wanted to be a yachty but below deck sailing yacht this season I'm sure you heard it's like the yachty stuff. I mean, we have one kid, Jean Jean Luc or Jean Paul. Think I mean, he thought he had like a, a venereal disease, and he's like checking out his like that's high drama on an episode. He kept I mean, checking out his not penis. Venereal is it? Oh, I I you know I've never had a STD, so I'm not sure what I would it say is. That's an infection. Yeah, well, I mean, it turned out it was just chafing on his penis. Like this is the thing with that. Like I actually, this is me being a bad gossip because even before the, like when the season happened, someone was like the entire boat got chlamydia. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and now it turns out like not even one person did. By the way, I I remember seeing the preview for the second half of the season and he said chlamydia. He said, oh no, not again. And I was like, that's <gasps> kind of the stuff that I'm like, I love, I love reality shows for like, also what kind of dummy, like he knows he's on camera. Why are you, why are you, you're going off doing scenes, Mike, checking out your penis. Like, is it just one of those things where like, we need to see you checking out your penis? Like, I, like that's a personal choice and not to like <laughs> stigmatize STIs, but like, I don't, I would not want to be the person who was on reality TV and like known for, for that. Like, I don't, I don't want to be that guy. So I wouldn't be talking about it. Like I, yeah, like would you do the, everything in your power to hide it? Yes. Yeah, when I, mean, I was on the show, the littlest things, if I couldn't get the orange juice squeezer to work, I was walking away, coming back in <laughs> 10 minute intervals so that no one would pick up that I was there for too long. And that wasn't like a plot line for me. I was like, people are like, can you not get the orange juice to work? And I was like, what are you talking about? Oh my You're God. That'd be insane. great. If there's a whole episode of you just trying to squeeze oranges and it's like the big drama for the season. Couldn't figure it out. It would have been, it was like the irony thing. That was the only thing that I actively talked about because I didn't like it. And that's why it was like my major plot line. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like you guys, I mean, I feel like you guys sing below deck single-handedly deserves residuals, or I think you guys get some sort of residual system with espresso martinis because I have never, you guys all make it look so fucking cool. And then I flip and order an espresso martini this past week. And I was like, Oh, I'll take an Instagram picture and this will be really cool. And I'll tag my below deck friends. <laughs> and, um, and then they put it and it's like, it's ice cubes everywhere, little crushed ice cubes. And I'm like, this does not look nearly as cool as when you guys do it. I mean, because it's not supposed to have ice cubes. It's shaking. It's a martini. I mean, what it's are we like, doing? Are you making a frappuccino? It's like, what, what is what is TGI Fridays doing wrong over there? Jeez. Oh, is that no, what you were? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. 
<laughs> yeah. There's the answer. No, but it was one, of, and it was really kind of just really. Um, you really know you're drinking an espresso, like some kind of chocolatey drink, when you're just having ice cubes jammed up against your teeth. You know, it shouldn't have chocolate in it. It tasted chocolate. I don't even some know people if will I got put, like a chocolate liqueur or even like a chocolate syrup in it. But I'm a purist. Yeah, I like I want to feel like I'm drinking a drink, not like a chocolate mm-hmm. milk. You oh, know, I wish I could send you my favorite one that I've ever had. I wish I could gift it to you right now through the computer it would be so delicious that's really that's the future that's already have you tried lover boys uh um espresso martini no i'm in canada so oh we don't yes. get like a lot of things but i don't know if i would vibe with that yeah it's um i mean just between me and you and everybody listening it's like really weird tasting and but really? I'm like i need a real espresso martini to compare it to mm-hmm. because it and it also it says it has like orange in it or something like an orange flavor and i mean maybe there's orange liqueur but I mean, they're jamming it in a can. It just seems like something unnatural, potentially. Yeah, even like the way that coffee, if you if I have a canned latte, like texturally, it's so different to me than a like a latte yeah. that I get elsewhere or that I would make in my house. So like so much of the espresso martini is like, it needs to be shaken really well with ice and it gets like foamy and delicious. And it's just like, the texture is a big part of it. So I think that that would be missing in a canned espresso <laughs> what martini. A, one of the ingredients on the can says, natural flavors and like is that an ingredient natural flavors like where i mean i've never seen natural flavors in like the seasoning section at trader joe's or anything you know that's like what they put in like all cans of like the croy and stuff it's like natural flavors and i did like yesterday honestly read what natural flavors were <laughs> i've completely forgotten i don't i have no clue Wait, what even led you to looking up natural flavors yesterday because okay so i i'm like new to Lacroix. i'm more of a perrier gal um, and I was really hungover the other day. I was not well. I went to Whole Foods and I was like in front of the whole section of LaCroix. And I was like, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed with all the flavors. I got the limoncello one and it's it tastes like a cream soda. And it says on it, natural flavors. I was like, tell me how you got this creamy right now. <laughs> I love the thought of you being hungover at a Whole Foods. That's perfect. <laughs> but you're still inquisitive. You still need to know. You're I still- gotta know. I, I don't know. I guess I didn't figure it out. Um, how I, so I talked to you in January, any big happenings since then? I mean, we're, we're four more months. I mean, you guys are still, are you in lockdown over there? What is, what is happening in Canada? I mean, it's different in, um, all of the different provinces. I think like BC is pretty lucky. We did have a bit of a peak for a while recently, but now our vaccines have gotten picked up a little bit for a while. We were, it was looking grim for us. Like we were not getting very many and it's like four months between doses here. So like, I just got my first Wait, why four months? because we don't have enough. Oh, so they, wow. this is their projection though. They're saying that. So like, like, but they don't even schedule our next one. They're just like, Oh, we'll come get some, of, come get some us. of ours. Come get some, like I everybody's know. not taking them here. In I fact, I, I was talking to a friend yesterday and she said, um, she was like, yeah, I just sent my, or somebody asked me to get their vax, like my vaccine card so they could Photoshop their vaccine thing for work. And I'm like, what? People are like, people are faking their vaccine cards. Cause they don't want to get a vaccine. I was like, that is dark. I know I posted mine on Instagram because it was like the biggest day of my life. I nearly kissed the nurse and someone was like, you can't post that. Like someone will plagiarize it. And I was like, there's no information on here. <laughs> like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. They're like, they, <laughs> like, you can make it up. Yeah. My, my name's Courtney Skip on and I was on season seven, eight of Blow Deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, don't post your full name and your birthday. And I'm like, I was on reality TV. That's very available information <laughs> and much, uh, much more. I'm sure that I would rather they didn't know, but. Um, so, I mean, 
you, I mean, so you're still in kind of this weird limbo over there of like what the next step is, or, I mean, everything is yeah. coming back to normal here, or, I mean, you could, there is still this weird, I mean, there's going to be a weird vibe for a while, but like I live on Melrose. It's like this really popular street. And like, we have like a, a dirt bike gang now. They're like just going up and down the street. Like, I'm like, and they're like, they seem like they're in their thirties. And I don't know why they're like, I'm like who, what girl thinks this is like super cool where they keep doing it. But all of a sudden it went from really quiet to like so much noise, you know? Yeah. Like not, it, you're not here. <laughs> <laughs> um, how are your parents doing? Are they good? good? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are they giving you shit at all? No. I'm no. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have By a the way, chef. So Court. Oh, wow. <laughs> Courtney has one of the best Instagram. She is like, like you're just like extremely stylish. Like you're the opposite. You. Oh, come <laughs> on. Your Instagram is very curated. It's very. I mean, it's funny. You get it. You have a sense of humor, but you're always like. I feel like there's certain Instagrams that are like artistic or like the way that you photograph. I'm going to stop. I feel like an, I sound like an asshole, but I'm just saying if you guys don't follow her, she's a great follow. You should definitely follow her. Uh, there's dog content. There's, there's uh, ocean content. There's a lot of stuff. So those are pretty much my niches. Yeah. <laughs> there's <laughs> there's, dr- dogs, there's drink content. There's, yeah. I saw a picnic the other day. I think oh, it always did. looks, it always looks really nice where you are. So, well, right now it's raining buckets are you like a uh when it rains is it like depressing or do you love the rain oh i'm not well i'm not like i don't know how i've actually survived (laughs) even (laughs) when like i i get really bad seasonal depression i think and even when like the other day we had a sunny day i woke up at 5 a.m i was like should i clean the house should i do seven loads of laundry like the sky is the limit this is the best day of my life and then the next day it's raining and i'm like why get up? Even just the <laughs> first thing in the morning, it changes my entire day. I'm like, today I will do absolutely nothing. I remember when, well, I, I love, I mean, I love the rain in saying that like, I love to get depressed during the rain. Like, but, and I get bummed out if like, I'm really busy during a rain. Cause sometimes you're like, ah, oh, I would just really rather be depressed in bed during this rain mm-hmm. instead of having to, like, I'm a responsible depressive like, I know I have to still do things. Like, I hear yeah. my mom's voice of, like, you still got to do stuff. And sometimes, like, I love the rain, but I want to be able to enjoy how sad I get during the rain, if that makes sense. That's the problem here. It rains, like, most of the year. Mm-hmm. So you can't – I'd like to enjoy a rainy day and be, like, cozy, but I would like those to be fewer in like, so I can actually enjoy them when it's every day. You're not, like, sitting on the couch every day because it's raining because it rains every day. Yeah. You just have soggy feet all the time and Ugh. you're sad. Soggy, that sounds perfect. And uh, yeah, we're going to, I swear to God, there's going to be laughs, folks. I swear to God. Um, uh, wait, you've never come to Los Angeles since TomTom's been open, have you? I don't know. Have I? Tom- I was there, the last time I was there was when we did my last Below Deck interview, which would have been 2019, December. So you didn't do like any of the circuit, like Sir uh, Pump, any of the Vanderpump Rules restaurants? No, Simone and I went, I think, to Sir. We were going to go somewhere else and it was like so busy and it was like a Tuesday and people were wearing ball gowns. I was like, I got to go. And like, and I think we went for one drink at Sir together. It's really fun to watch people go into Sir because it's like you watch this immediate disappointment fall over their face because everything looks so much bigger on TV. Mm-hmm. And it's Jax like sm- was there though. They were like, uh, I don't know if they were filming in the next room, but Jax was walking around like taking photos with people. And I was like, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like a planet Hollywood for like yeah. Vanderpump rules where I, I was like, they should sell action figures and stuff. But uh, I just didn't, oh my God, did he hit on you? 
no, he didn't come over to our table. He was with all the like gaggles of girls that were screaming for him. Gaggles of girls. Well, I was I like, that's... don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Do not come <laughs> over here. Um, okay. So Real Housewives of New York, we just started this. Uh, it's like, it was on its third episode. How are you feeling? And by the way, I'd asked if uh, she said she doesn't watch Jersey either because she can only take so much. So the shows you're watching are New York and Beverly Hills right now. Is there any other shows yeah. on the docket? No, I don't know. I'm sure there is. I have a short-term memory. I mean, were you into like, so, were you into like, I think you were in like, were you into Bridgerton and stuff? Oh, of course I yeah. into Bridgerton. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> that's the best thing that's ever happened oh to me. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. So you're into Bridgerton. Uh, New York though, everybody says it got a slow start. Everybody's like, I'm not feeling this. And then this week, past week's episode and people were like, well, this is Okay. What is your thoughts on this season so far? People are still mad about it, but I think we've had this conversation before that I don't need there to be drama. Like, I don't like when people are yelling because I'm very absorbent of that. Like, I just want to know what you're eating for dinner. And like, I want to see like your kooky interactions. I, I like just like some easy watching. I'm not mad think, at it. I think New York does the best with just kooky dialogue. Yeah, like that's, that's, I, really I feel like it's a strength. It. It's like not Shakespearean, but there is like, I pay attention to the dialogue between those women more on that show than I do any of the other reality shows. Cause Beverly Hills, which we'll talk about, I feel like it's centered around set pieces and like these kind of maybe big themes in a way. And New York, I mean, we're still getting like the greatest hits of like Lou trying to like sleep with a dude that like, by the way, I don't, I'm not, I mean, that dude's not hot, right? Like that dude he's is just, not hot. okay. Like I'm like, is that, cr-? but Lou's like, check him out. And all the ladies are like, he is gorgeous. And I'm he like, he looks like something out of like a Disney movie, like a dorky prince or something like before like, he like yes. fully, re- is fully realized. Or like the, bu- <laughs> the, <laughs> the bully in an eighties film too. Yes. It looks like he's the preppy the guy. Is problematic. Yes. We're living in 2002. But like, I want that guy to be like, I want that guy to know that like, I'm onto him. He's not hot to me. Like, I mean, I want every, like, he, I, I just, I couldn't believe that they're having whole scenes about how hot this guy is. And I, I mean, Ramona seems like just, I just love what I, what Ramona finds attractive is very I know. interesting. I was going to gonna say, she's so funny. And I don't know. I think like maybe comparatively, like he must be younger. He's maybe I think that's what it is. I think yeah. when you get to a certain age, maybe if you're a woman, like it's just age all of a sudden equates to hotness. Like he's 10 years younger. Oh my God, he's a fox. Yeah. And but like Luann is so beautiful. Right. And she gets more hair. She gets prettier face. each season. Unbelievable. I was like gazing at her in the last episode. I was like, sorry, I'm well, sitting eating chips on the couch. I was like, what's going on? You have like chip crumbs just all Literally, over your blouse. I'm sitting on my shoulder. <laughs> um, and so Leah is already getting a hard time of Leah. They say she's in a second season slump. She's trying to make things happen instead of just letting things happen because she was the one that brought up the Heather Holla Thompson, uh, her podcasting. Uh, debacle. What do you, I mean, do you have any opinions on Leah this season so far? It's interesting. She's actually, she's playing a bit of like a Hannah from Summer House. Oh, yeah. like it's yes. kind of a, I'm getting a similar energy where it's just like people loved her the previous season. And then she's like, all right, I'm going to like show them, which I do get to an extent because like my first season of reality TV, I was just totally myself. I was like, I'm not paid enough to fight with people. I'm not paid enough to do anything more than just like exist in the way that I am. But if I were paid more, I might be a little sassier. <laughs> like, I, you know, you like might. if you're walking down the street and someone cuts you off, I'm not going to be like, 
go absolutely fuck yourself. I'm twice your height. Why did you think you should cut me off? But if I was paid a hundred thousand dollars to, I, I would do it. You're right. So, I mean, did that, did that upset you though? Sometimes on your show that when they caught you potentially uh, like crying or something like that, were you pissed? We were like, damn it. I don't, why did they, they shouldn't, they don't deserve this. Like, I'm not, why am I showing emotions on a show? Like, did you understand or were you pissed when you had to actually have an emotional reaction that they caught? Um, not for the most part, because I was just being myself. There were parts where I felt frustrated, where, um, I felt like it was because of something that was happening on the production side and it was presented. It didn't really actually, most of those parts didn't actually end up being in any of the episodes because it didn't really make sense plot wise because it was because of something that was happening on the production side of it. Like there was a whole episode where I cried. And it's not even shown. I was like sobbing in the bathroom. Wait, were you in. then, were you then uh, bizarrely paranoid of like, what's wrong with my tears? Why didn't it even make the cut? Like is that, that. <laughs> no, but that it is- just wouldn't make any sense. And also it was totally out of the blue. I just like, was like, saw, it was when we went to that club, which I yes. guess would have made sense because I didn't want to be there. But I tried to just go out, stand outside and like production wouldn't let me. And I was like, I'm sitting alone at, at table service or whatever for like two hours, everyone else is dancing. Just let me stand outside for like a minute. And I just wasn't allowed to. And I felt so like overwhelmed by how little autonomy I had in that moment. And then I like my best friend called and he said, are you okay? And you know, when someone says, are you okay? When you're like a little bit not okay. I was just like, oh my God, like, no, am I ever not? <laughs> um, I was talking to the producer, one of the producers of Summer House. And, you know, he was talking about like, you do really become close to these people over the seasons, you know? And like, Mm -hmm. with that, I mean, for you guys, do you, are you allowed the opportunity in that kind of small of quarters to form relationships with uh, crew members? Or is it like, is there like hard rules laid down? Like, do not talk to them, do not look at them. Or is it like open? No, I mean, it's really weird because you obviously have your interviews in between charters with certain members of production. Um, And then you talk like, there's executive producers around and then there's the camera crew and the sound crew and you you're not talking to camera crew or sound crew or even producers when they're around when you're filming you're making eye contact with them like you have someone holding a camera in front of you or holding the sound thing and you're moving out of the way for them and having courtesies with them every single day or smiling at them but you're not having a conversation for six weeks and then finally on the last day you're maybe having a like all the cameras are down. You're sitting on the couch together. And the guy that's been filming me, listening to me every day, but I have no idea anything about him, can finally have a conversation with me. I'm like, what's going on? Now I'm just picturing if you thought like uh, a person's voice would be a certain way. And then he's like, hey, how you doing, Courtney? I love watching you this season. <laughs> no, well, you, you hear their voices. But the sound guy did have, he did have um, impersonations of some other people's voices. He didn't have one for me. But um, Um, you get to know them sort of during the interview process after when we went to LA is where I got to know them better. But you're right about Leah because I did start love like I loved Hannah the uh, the third season of Summer House and then this Mm -hmm. or or when she first started third and fourth and then the fifth I just absolutely did not like her this past season. Did you watch Summer House? I did. I love Summer House. I know, isn't it so? I mean, I, I love it so much. I and I just. I just love when the summer house is in full effect. Like I love, I mean, I love, and I love like, I talked to Lindsay a couple of weeks ago and she is exactly like that. Like she was actually pissed about something. So she was like <laughs> activated. And then I just, I love, but I was kind of like, I did, I'm, I was relieved that Hannah is not coming back. Cause I was like, how do you bridge this gap when they don't even seem like they get along at all. And I don't know. It's so vicious that I just like, how do you, how do you ever, how do you ever come back from this? You know? 
Yeah. I don't know what that was. I like, I, I don't know her well enough and I don't really know her personally to like enough to comment, but I just, and it, but aren't, we, that, aren't we allowed to like make up things and comments since we see them just a short amount of time each week? Aren't we allowed to do that? Isn't that part of the- I want to make the... major assertions as someone who was on reality <laughs> TV herself. I just feel bad doing that. But it's like, like it's one thing to like comment based on what you've seen. And I get that's like the the purpose of the show. But I sometimes it gets conflicted with making assertions about who the person is, which I don't yeah. like to do because I, I hated when people did that about me. So I don't know. It's insane though. Like it really does become like, uh, I always compare it to like uh, pro wrestling where you're always like, fuck you. I hate you. You know, like you're like bad guys and good guys. And you always, there's really no middle of the road. And especially as you start watching these shows more, like I was like Rinna and Beverly Hills. I was just like, ah, Rinna, I'm just up to my, for some reason, I just, Rinna really wears on my nerves. But I think that's almost sometimes encouraged with reality shows where it's not so much encouraged in other art forms, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that the other day, because even if you watch like a movie or a TV series, like people are people have they're multifaceted in in daily life. Yeah, they have they have like a a range of uh, colors. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's areas where you have better context for their actions or like you just have a a better understanding of them as a whole in order to like perceive them in a way that makes sense. Whereas when you're watching reality TV, they they'll flip-flop like you'll see episodes one through five you'll hate that person then it'll switch and you like them or the opposite but it's never even like you either like them or you hate them they don't show a full range at the time it's either one or the other why don't you and kate do a podcast or something you guys like banter like awesome on twitter and stuff like (laughs) you guys seem like you really like each other like i know she's off chat room like why don't you guys do something or is that just like of no interest we have we have discussed that actually. We we're actually discussing that today. But, but like, I don't you know. really like, should like you have really good banter. I don't know if that's just in like written form, but I imagine you. I've seen you in, on this season. Like it should be like Kate has strong opinions. Mm-hmm. You seem like you have strong opinions, but you're also nice. Like uh, you really would balance each other kind of perfectly. Yeah, I think it would be fun. I I will yeah. sue you if you do that now, though. <laughs> I will. I will say that is my idea. And I didn't, you, they were not <laughs> talking about Kate it earlier. Kate podcast by Ryan Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> that was, wow. That's how you get into the producing game. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. So Leah though, she is kind of pulling a Hannah, I think. And uh, it is so funny how first season with Leah, everybody was just gaga for her. And now everybody's like, it's really interesting to watch on Twitter, especially how people just turn. They're like, I hate you forever now. It's wild. And I, I can't totally relate to that because even if I don't like the way someone acts on it, unless it's really harmful, like you'll see me on Twitter and this is mostly pertaining to like my season or other seasons of Below Deck where I feel really strongly about a way that someone is acting that's harmful to other people. But like, if they're just like kind of lame or they're just like an asshole, like I don't care. I'm not going to tell them to go fuck themselves. Like who cares? How does that personally affect me? It affects no one other than the people they're interacting with on TV. So somebody, I can't relate to yeah. that either. Somebody wrote me a somebody wrote me a page and a half email today. It was like a that was telling me that she unsubscribed from my podcast. That I there was like a thing I had said or like somebody had complained about America and I didn't stick up for America. And she wrote a page and a half email and she said maybe if you fix some of your your issues I will resubscribe one day. But I have found this, and then she's like named off this other podcast where they they don't mind speaking all the truth and stuff. And I was just I, like, how do I, how do, I'm like, I just said, thanks for the notes. I'm glad you're enjoying other podcasts. Like, I don't know yeah. what, can, I mean, it just is so interesting that like somebody took a, 
a time out of their day to write a page and a half thing on an email. And I'm just like, I had no clue what I was reading until I was like, oh, this is, this is negative. This is not, this is not good. You know? And no. I was like, and she knew like, she, you know, she's like, I love your parents on the show. Like she was an avid listener. And then one thing that somebody said to me and I didn't stand up for a I, I let this person say it without standing saying, no, America's always great. Like I, I didn't. And I was just like, wow, it's so weird how one thing can really set somebody off. But that to me is Twitter. It's all just one thing that people say. And then they just like pile on, you know? Yeah. Like someone sent me like truly a like one foot long Instagram message the other day about like about my season. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yes. I, I think I commented on that. It was like, and he, and he follows you. Yeah. Then I went to the guy's page and then I was like, he follows oh, like everyone from below he deck. Follows and like- you, but he was like, wasn't he going in on like how you tr- treat men or something? Or wasn't Probably. it like something bizarre? Do that. And, and like, he called me as, yeah, he was, he was like, I did. I only skimmed it to be honest. He, he was saying, I like throw men out and like use them for money. I was like, and like i i initially he was like hey courtney it was very like formal at first and it was like do you only care about money in all capitals or something and i was like are you am i being recruited for something like a, is this a pyramid scheme? and then he called, <laughs> yeah. and then he's like goes on to tell me how much he hates me i was like oh this isn't oh, okay <laughs> oh this this isn't a sugar daddy opportunity okay yeah yeah <laughs> courtney do you like money do you like less hours yeah um <laughs> It is funny when people think they know you, they feel like they have the right to say anything to you and that they will take small things. I mean, and unfortunately when like I podcast now so much that it's like, I, I know what I say, but sometimes you'll have to remind me of like, oh yeah, okay. I said, I, I think I remember what you're talking about, but I don't remember specifically. So they come in like hot and I'm already thinking about like the next podcast or something like that. So it's like weird to go back and think and go, mm-hmm. okay. And cause sometimes like there have been things where I genuinely feel like I appreciate the feedback because it's like, I won't, maybe I'll say something that will offend a certain uh, type of person. And it's like things that I, I want to learn about things that I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. Like that's so easy to fix. But then there are things of like, wow, you, you thought so deeply about this. Like, and I don't know you at all. Yeah. And usually it's something that it doesn't affect anyone. Like, it's like, even if I am the things that you're saying that I am like, why do you care? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and I'm like also it's like, do you see, I mean, it's like, we've all had a tough year. I'm not sitting on here going like, I'm king of the mountain and I can, you know, it's like, also, if I don't, if you don't agree with something I said, like, good, like you shouldn't agree with everything I say. Like, I'm like, we're different people. Like, and also podcasts for the most part are free. You can like have your own, like, this is not something that's exclusive to anybody. Yeah, you didn't pay for this. Like, you're not, (laughs) you don't have to be so angry. It's not like a Netflix subscription (laughs) and I'm not like living up to it, even if you were. Um, okay. One more question about New York before we go to Beverly Hills is that Sonia really had a bad couple episodes. I don't know. I mean, like, it, you know, it sort of skirts that line of like, I feel like it's like Sonia playing a greatest hits where we've seen her have these kind of emotional drunk outbursts before, but it's always based around JP Morgan. It's always like my family, you know, it's always like Wells Fargo, JP Morgan. Like that was hysterical in the sense of like, that's, it's hysterical in the sense of like that's emotions coming out about banks, but then yeah. the deeper aspect of that, that's her ex-husband, but her like, like the a couple seasons ago with the Morgan letters and things like that, we realized how much of a psychic scar that's left on her is that you're never, ever really divorced to Sonia. Like Sonia is still a part of that family in her head. I know. I really felt bad for her. I, I can't too. not love Sonia. Even though people are like, she's too darn, she's doing this, she's acting insane. I'm like, I love the woman. Like I- 
Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Guys, I am pleased to announce that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Um, If you listen to this podcast, you know that I take mental health very seriously. It's something I realize that I have to work at on a daily basis. Now, that might be uh, going out and exercising. Uh, It might be starting your own podcast so you can talk out loud. Or it might be seeing industry professionals. And that's what BetterHelp does. BetterHelp will assess your needs and they're going to match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you can start communicating in under 48 hours. No, it's not a crisis line. It's not that. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling done securely online. Um, Now, I have visited many therapists over the years and I have never tried one online until BetterHelp. And I have to tell you, It's amazing. I wish I had known about this years ago. Now, there's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. In fact, during uh, this past year, it has been so impossible to see somebody in person. Um, But their service, BetterHelp, is available for clients worldwide. You can log in to your account anytime. You can send a message to your counselor and you will get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions if you don't want somebody seeing your face. If you're a little tired of the Zoom, you can even just do phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. You guys, I when I used to have a job, I would leave my job for my break 
rush over to my therapist, sit in the waiting room, (laughs) wait for my turn, go there, and then have to fight LA traffic all the way back to work. I don't have to do that any longer with BetterHelp. So BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. And I love this part. Uh, I love this part. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is even available. So BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash so bad. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Guys, I'm telling you, I do this. This means something to me. I know it could mean something to you. Please give it a shot. So, in fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So, that means you can get somebody at a moment's notice. That is so important. Our mental health is so important. And this is just, this is a great part. Special offer for So Bad It's Good listeners. You guys can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash so bad. That's betterhelp.com forward slash S-O-B-A-D. The one last thing I'll say is just go visit the website. Just do that one small step. I'm telling you, you're going to like what you see. And I think you'll take the next step to join. See, there's no, but there's no malice there. Like there's no, you can't hate somebody when there's no malice. You can worry about somebody, but to hate her. I can see being frustrated though. Frustrated, of course, but yeah. isn't it funny that also Ramona, it's like one of the only times we get to see Ramona, I think, truly trying to be a caring person. And in I'm like ways. kind of understanding Ramona's point of view. I'm like, delete this, bleat that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is wild though when you're like, oh, because you also see the reactions of the other ladies when Sonia starts, except for Ebony, who's the new girl. And Ebony was just like, are you, are you kidding me? I felt like Alice going down the looking glass. This is like, it was really funny to watch Sonia through her eyes because all the other ladies didn't even, didn't even go there. Yeah. No pulse went up. Like Leah just went to the bathroom, came back. She was still doing it, sat down. here. looks good. I mean, Luann's way. Luann's way to calm Sonia down was to buy her a top, a pretty top. I was like, you want that top? That I'll buy you that. That was sweet though. I know, but I always, I always worry for some reason about Luann's financial situation because it always seems like shrouded in mystery. Like she bought a circle house folks and then she sold it this past uh, um, season. She's remember that circle house she, yeah. house she had in Sag Harbor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she and sold like a it. boat or something. Yeah. But it's always, it's always kind of like hazy. And then it feels like she's, I don't know. I just worry about all of them, you know? I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I would, yeah. What are they? I'm, <laughs> you've just like blown my mind. I'm like, what are their jobs? This is their job. <laughs> this is why I like, I get I know, worried it, at the end of each season. Do you think they worry? Do you think they're like, holy crap, am I going to get, I need this because the cabaret money's not coming in right now. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. Yes, because also I was I was saying this to my friend that was like Sonia's losing her mind over like not being financially stable, but it's like her financial stability, if you were to extract her from her environment and place her on like a deserted island for the rest of her life, she would be totally fine. But if yeah. she wants to continue living in New York and living up to the standards of all of the people around her that she'd surrounded herself with for her entire life, like that's a lot of pressure to keep up with. It's hard to, you know, you can't yeah, like go you, back from that and ha- keep your same life. 
none of those ladies could be like living like the Unabomber in like a shack in the woods, you know, like they all, they're so accustomed. In fact, in Beverly Hills, there's a scene where Garcelle and uh, Sutton are talking on the phone. They talked about just recently getting massages. And I was thinking about, there is a, you know, I would say, gosh, 85 to 90% of the world doesn't get frequent massages or any massages. Oh my God. The way that my neck feels at any given time, I would do anything to be able to get a frequent massage. Yeah. But like, I mean, people like, I, I just, I was thinking about that. I was like, I grew up in Kansas. Nobody was ever talking about massages. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I was also a kid, so I wasn't really paying close attention, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I think there's a certain type of people and it's like these ladies, uh, I mean, it's a luxury. Like these kind of things are luxuries and they live in luxury. That's normal to them. Like weekly massages, facials, all of the upkeep, which like, do you get upset as a woman on all the shit you guys have to do just to get out of the door? What are you trying to say? No, no, but it's like uh, every woman I talk to, it's like they have like a whole, it's like they call it a routine. It's like a gymnastics routine where they have a night routine, a morning routine. They're always putting on lip smacker. They're putting on uh, lotion constantly. It just seems like so many bottles. And I know this sounds ignorant, but doesn't it get frustrating where, I mean, I don't, I have like a, you know, I have a couple bottles of things, but like, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. Anyway, do you know what I'm saying? Like it never yeah, gets frustrating. Really like you have to keep up with skin, uh, skin products and all that stuff. I mean, I love skincare. I don't like, I'm not going to show you behind me, but there's a whole, a whole situation back here. I think you posted your whole situation. I think no, it wasn't even, it wasn't oh, even wow. but that's so I, I don't wear a lot of makeup. So I do that because then my actual everyday routine is like 10 minutes. Like I look the way I look now, sadly, <laughs> all the time. Like I air dry my hair. I don't put on very much makeup. It's like a five minute thing because I do my skincare. So I feel like my skin is- So skincare is, a, skincare is like a hobby then. It's not like a job. Well, it's preventative. Yeah. So, but I also, it's relaxing for me. See, that's what I'm saying. Like if it can be relaxing, that's different. I always just yeah. look at it as like, it's, I always use the example of like the only thing men have like that. It's like, I always thought about Lindy Kravitz or Johnny Depp. Like they go out, they have to put a thousand bracelets on and necklaces and stuff. Yeah, They're I, always only, like, I only wear jewelry that I can keep on all the time. Like that's how I like to be as low maintenance as possible. I can't handle. Yeah. It's like, I just, much. to get out the door, I just picture Johnny Depp having to put on like bandanas, feathers, <laughs> like everything. Um, okay. So Beverly Hills this season, this is supposed to be a gangbuster season because Erica Jane, uh, obviously is going through her issues um, with uh, her husband potentially stealing millions and millions of dollars. This takes place in, um, I'm trying to think what month, but it's way past, like, so I found out Erica Jane got deposed for the first time in September, the previous, like the September, and they filmed, they filmed five months later, I think, or something, or started. So she had to have been aware going into this what was about to go down or that it was close because she was deposed in a case about Tom stealing. Well, is already. that what she was talking about? That's what her... I don't know. Guys, we're going to get to the two truths and a lie scene, yeah. but she doesn't, it's just like thrown out there and I'm so confused. And she's like, I'll tell you later. Like she went on a date with a new guy and it's like just casual. I'm like, what? <laughs> Uh, yeah, she I'll tell his, you later. You can't drop things and just not, and especially on reality TV. But I love that the ladies are kind of so self-absorbed. Nobody pushes her on it. They're like, oh, okay, that's crazy. And then they just well, move on. I mean, on. she's that I'll tell you later, meaning like I'm not going to tell you on camera, but the, I'd be absolutely fuming. I would, I would have no energy left to do anything else than think about that for the rest of the night. I'd be like, take your mic off now. Meet me out back. We got to talk about this. 
Um, and especially because next week's episode, the preview, if you compare the trailers and I'm insane, so I did, you have a scene in the same area that I saw them in with Garcelle and Erica Jane on like a rock structure. And she, and uh, Garcelle's like, so you didn't know anything about this? And, and she looks at her and she goes, no, not a thing. But she shakes yeah. her head, yes, while saying no. It's like a really weird. But well, she's saying, so you didn't know anything about this. Yeah. So she's saying, I didn't know anything, but she's, I don't know. Okay, yeah. I you was know, just kind of thinking, like, wouldn't it be subconscious if she was like is... this? You know how the mind can, like, tell the truth, or, like, you know, your body can tell the truth, but your mind will lie sometimes? Well, yeah, I don't know. If someone said that to me, I would be nodding my head no. I'd be yeah, like, exactly. no, I didn't know anything. Not like, you're right, I didn't know anything. Yes, uh, I don't know. Uh, um, so there's, like, this kind of murder <laughs> mystery element already to this season, even though we haven't got there yet, but it is, like, a whodunit in a it's way. It's so spooky. It's it really thing. is. Well, and so especially you guys, so we get to this episode and it's called Two Truths and a Lie and uh, great title. Um, Rinna was just catch you up with the characters. Rinna was dressed as the Riddler last uh, last episode. She's in green. She's cackling all the time. Uh, Dorit, we, we ended last week's episode at Dorit's house. Um, Dorit was uh, in a red stylist dress. Erica Jane. Crystal Minkoff is the new cast member. Are you liking Crystal so far? I really like her. Do yeah, like I do her? too. I love her. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, just I, really like her. I think Bravo is doing a great job in casting, but unfortunately the casting involves um, ethnicities and race and things like that. So I feel like as always, these these characters or the, these people go into these shows with a really tough job that they don't deserve. I know. You know. I think that's such a bummer. It's like the first time we've ever had a diverse cast and it's like, welcome. Like, it's just stupid that that has to be because it's never been a plot line before because it was always all white women. Yeah, I, I mean, do. and it's like, so it is uncomfortable and I guess it's going in the right direction, but it is, it's like all of these shows have like growing pains right now in, mm-hmm. I, in the best way because I hopefully it'll come to something, but it's really hard for the ladies that have to be that person, I imagine, because like they want to be like, let them be an asshole housewife too, you know? Like totally. don't let them carry the weight of their ethnicity. But at the same time, that's... um really at the liberty of the other housewives like the the plot line isn't happening because producers were like yeah, talk, like, talk about this yeah. it's happening because like one of the other women was like a little bit racist or i mean yeah like Sutton. like i was the the scene at the end was sutton and crystal like that wasn't even provoked like when that was out of nowhere sutton brings it up and and that uh was not it um, so Garcelle, we found out also was holding Rinna's feet to the flames in regards to Denise, which I loved. I finally think that's a great purpose for Garcelle. It gives her something to do. And I was really, I, w- I was really happy that that was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, I mean, what is, do you, I mean, are you in love with Rinna? I don't know. I don't know that I feel any type of way about her. <laughs> you don't feel any type of way? I like, if I don't like someone, I like, don't really care about them. It's like, I either really like someone or I don't care. Um, Dorit's uh, tagline for this season is dress like there's no tomorrow and tomorrow do it again. Of course it is. And Erica Jane's is the strongest substance isn't diamonds. It's me. And I just like, I mean, do you, I just feel like it's so awkward to like, I think she thinks she's painting herself as like some kind of folk hero when it's like she's potentially part of the, these crimes, you know? Well, the, yeah. I mean, I find their the social media presence is a bit bizarre. Like it's completely the way bizarre. she's handled it is a little weird. But to, as far as taglines go, I doubt that they are entirely responsible for that. Like it's been fully edited, and then production probably decides like 
the best way that they need to be represented based on how the season's going. I mean, it hasn't been fully edited, I guess, at this point, but it, they will, yeah. like, that's based on like their character archetype or whatever. Yeah. So it's not Erica being like, I'm the queen, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like how Kyle always says in this town, like Kyle's not deciding to say that. I, I mean, it's like, Kyle's like, Can you please say that. Town. Erica James is like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, <laughs> That'd be mine. <laughs> um, so uh, we start, uh, Garcelle's driving uh, to meet um, uh, Kyle because uh, they've had tension and they met at Dorit's, but they didn't really have a full conversation. So they're going to have a one-on-one conversation. And then uh, then we get the music. We get Erica Jane's song, It's Expensive to Be Me, which... I didn't hear that. I mean, you didn't hear? Oh no. my God. They're like, it's expensive to be me. And they go to Erica Jane's uh, bat cave, the Erica Jane cave where all of her costumes are. And that's oh, when Sutton okay. comes in. I must. I was online shopping a little bit when I was watching. <laughs> like so and much. then I remember I zoned into that. I remember the, the closet scene. Okay, what? we're back. <laughs> but first off, I was like, oh, wow. Is that, the, is that the biggest troll ever of the producers putting her song, It's Expensive to Be Me, when we all know like in last season was last episode was the same way with her overflow closet, all of the, they were highlighting her jewels. So they have this song, which on one hand I was like, Oh, well maybe Erica is at least getting some money for the use of the song. But um, then they go into the Erica Jane, like headquarters, which I mean, I get it. I just, at a certain point, like Erica Jane's not like Tina Turner, you know, like Tina Turner doesn't have an overflow, you know, Tina Turner doesn't have like Tina Turner cave potentially, but Erica Jane has like four people working around her at all times. And it's not, it's for, it's for vacations. Like it's for packing for vacations. It's so over the top, but I will say that Beverly Hills like is known for their like over the top outfits. Like they all, every single episode, they come with some insane outfits. Whereas the other seasons, like they're not really doing that. But I feel so like I Erica Jane brought part of that to the show. That's true. She made that her thing. And I feel like that's, at this point, that's the other thing. Like, if you knew things were about to go down, that's like, why do your scenes where you're just surrounded by people working for you that you're paying, clothes that you've bought, jewels that you're wearing? And I don't know, like, it just, it, that's what, it, it's kind of this exciting way to watch it where I'm like nervous the entire time. There's a lot of foreshadowing, like a lot of weird. I never noticed these things, but a lot of people on Twitter notice like some weird parallel. Like she has an orange jumpsuit at one point. I was yes, like, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like we see her gold-plated guns, um, you know. And also we see Erica Jane's talking head. She's in a red outfit and her, I know, people also on Twitter said that her eyebrows look like Groucho Marx eyebrows. Like she's doing her own makeup potentially. And people were like, oh, you don't have that glam anymore. People were like doing close-ups of the no, eyebrows. I, think, and the I talking she head. probably does have like a, a bushy brow is like a thing. And some people just go overboard. Well, so I think I was, she might've been doing this that. This is how paranoid I am. Like I was wondering if she was having glam, but glam that was like, make me look like I'm doing it myself, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> a reach. <laughs> I'm going to pay you, you but make it look terrible. Hey, you don't know these people. <laughs> Come on. She's going to do nothing else. That's the one thing, the one subtle thing for like the FBI that's watching her, like make sure it doesn't look <laughs> too good or they'll get to catch on to me. Wouldn't it be great if each, diamond e- necklace? <laughs> each episode, it gets like, she starts growing in a mustache. We're like, whoa, like she just, <laughs> each episode is just dug deeper and deeper. Um, so uh, Sutton sits down with her 
And she tells this really bizarre story. She's like, a friend of mine won a plane in an auction and this rando was in the back. And, you know, he says, I'm usually the pilot, but I lost my pilot's license because one time uh, they were filming a porno up here and I made her give me a knobby or knobber or something. And uh, Erica is like a blowjob. And, and uh, she's like, yeah, the FAA took away her license. I did, I did not know what that was. Why did she tell that story? I don't know. I don't even know what the, like, I, like they weren't talking about sex or they weren't even talking about planes. Sutton brought this up out of nowhere. I think well, I got so like, it's just. You were online shopping the, still during this. I was totally you shopping. Was online shopping during this. No, I was listening though. <laughs> but I just, it was just kind of out of nowhere. And then I was like, did somebody was Sutton like, I'm going to kill it today. I'm going to start off with a really, <laughs> really intense story. And, uh, Erica Jane was like, not a gas, but she was like, wow, okay. Um, I think that Sutton's just a bit kooky also. Like in the way that, we haven't even talked about Kathy yet, who I'm obsessed with. Kathy is the standout. I mean, Mm -hmm. in two episodes, she's done more. Like my favorite type of characters on any of these reality shows are people that throw out little nuggets and they don't, they don't act like it's in, like last week she said she did dental work on the kids in the neighborhood and Mm -hmm. just said it randomly at the end of the episode. She was like, I was a hairdresser. I was a dentist. I was like, no, you weren't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, you know, we've also find out Sutton is 49 years old, which for some some reason, I thought she was in her, like, I thought she looked amazing, but was in her later fifties, but like, was like really amazing looking for that age. So I was, I was weirdly shocked to find out she was 49 for some reason. I um, Googled that recently because of, not that this makes a difference, but because of the interaction she had with Crystal at the end of the episode, I, that aged her for me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought maybe it was like a, just not that there's any excuse, but I just, she would categorize a certain type of woman that I thought was a little bit older that would have had that sort of mindset that's not acceptable but still maybe is someone I would categorize as having it and I was like she's only like 50 and the other one like Lisa Rinna's like 60 but that's that's I could for other reasons yeah yeah exactly yeah no I mean (laughs) it just really surprised me and then uh Sutton's like I you know uh Erica I got a little pretty mess inside me too I'm a strong woman that doesn't give a fuck and Erica's like that makes me so happy to hear and like I don't know this whole I don't I just Erica Jane like it's like to me it's all pomp and circumstance it's all image I never like are you in (laughs) I mean, are you inspired by Erica Jane as a woman? Are you like, I'm a pretty mess too? Like, Oh my is that... God, not a chance. No, I didn't think so. But I just want to I mean, like, which women are like, is it, I feel like it's only the Beverly Hills housewives that are like, you're inspirational to me, Erica. Like who else is inspired by Erica? I don't know. I think there was a time when people really loved Erica, but maybe not for those reasons. Yeah. I remember no. there was a time, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if I Erica was smart, she would little. make a partnership with like Old Navy or something and rock those clothes and see like, I can be a pretty mess in whatever clothes, you know? Oh, she would never. I know, I know. Um, so uh, Kyle and Garcelle sit down to meet and this is where I wrote down Kyle was putting on lip gloss and I wrote, how many times a day do women have to put on lip gloss? I put on a lot of gloss. I know, it's just, it's, um, then I was like, I've never used lip gloss or any kind okay. of like, even chapstick. The other day I was just sitting in public and a man was like putting on lip balm. And I was like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And I like never want to see it again. What if you got a strong smell of cherry? He's like, he's putting on cherry lip gloss. And the way that he put it on, this isn't going to translate into like podcasts, but he he was like. (laughs) 
<laughs> she got she has like a like a paw a paw around a chapstick just it's putting it on like a um so um so they they're sitting down to meet and it's like very like how is everything it's really good really busy did you start the show kyle asked because she's uh on the talk as one of the hosts and Kyle's like that, you know, it, th- that's unbelievable. That's amazing. Thank you for meeting me today. And Garcelle's like, I was reluctant at first. And Kyle goes, I was excited to meet with you last season. I was playful at my house with you, which by the way, Kyle's playful with everybody. Like Kyle's what? always doing splits and going up people's skirts. And she's like Dance a real, <laughs> yeah. Like even at the end of this episode, she's like walking around on like a bar, like a, on one of the bars at the house. She's just kind of that way. Um, but Garcelle, it all comes down to like what Kyle said at the reunion is that she said she got, she did a $5,000 bid and won at Kyle's charity last season and Garcelle didn't pay for it. And Kyle brought this up at the reunion. So Garcelle pretty much says, you know, you sent the thing to the wrong address. I would have paid it. And she goes, would you have said this to a white woman? And it gets this whole issue gets brought in because Kyle's shocked. Kyle that makes this really huge shocked face. And Garcelle says, I feel like this was weaponized towards me, a black woman. And she brings up this this episode has a lot to do with stereotypes, the stereotypes that she African-American women do not pay. They don't tip. And she's like, Kyle, you wouldn't understand that. That's not your reality. And she brings up this story, you guys, about um you know, not being served at a restaurant, not getting good service. And then at the end, she didn't know if she should tip or not, but she knew if she didn't tip, it was going to be blamed on the fact that she was black and not the fact that this was a horrible wait staff. Um, and I thought that was like a really kind of important scene, right? It was, I think it gave Kyle some really good perspective. I think she was really receptive to it. Um, I think it's unfortunate that she didn't realize at the time, but I don't know if I would have, I think it's obvious that, that wasn't Kyle's intention, but that intention doesn't always matter. And I thought what was really interesting to go back to the conversation with Crystal, when she started to tell her experience with that sort of thing, she said, sometimes um, triggers like that can be so potent for you that you can't see anything see else. Anything else. Than. Yeah. And I thought that was really, because I think for most people, white people like myself, you would see that Kyle would have said it to a white woman had that not happened. Yeah. Uh, but for Garcelle, she was like, this is about me. And it has yeah. a different effect on her. So you need to consider that when you're interacting with someone. Yeah, I mean, like, and it is, I was trying to relate it to anything. Like, you know, I'm a white dude, so I have not, I, I'm like privileged to the max. But like, I was even trying to think of little things. And I was like, I remember one of my exes got triggered every time she thought somebody was saying she wasn't smart. You know, mm-hmm. like, and it wasn't even that they weren't saying she was smart. It would just be some little thing. But she would hear, I'm not smart. And she would just see red. Yeah. She would just see red and it was like, she would not be able to go on. And that's all she, she could think about these things that we have in our head, like these, but it was just really, it was, I, I thought this was a really clear way to say this, but it was a funny way to end the scene. Cause then Kyle was like, now I understand why she unfollowed me on Instagram. I, know, I, I love like, I don't I, know. <laughs> I love that it came back to social media, you yeah. know? Um, so we get to a new scene, Crystal Minkoff. We're at her house. Uh, we meet Jeff Crystal's brother, uh, their children, Zoe, five, Max, eight. We're reminded that Rob Minkoff, the director of The Lion King, is her husband. And she. Uh, we also meet one of the new stars of Beverly Hills, Lucy, uh, her housekeeper. And Lucy, I think, is in a long line of housekeepers. Like Dorinda had a housekeeper that I loved at Bluestone Manor that she worked with. I always love the housekeeper characters. I don't know if I... 
pay that much online shopping yes no no no, i I paid attention to lucy but i don't know if i remember any of the other housewives oh my gosh yeah like not to pull not to be like ramona right now well dorinda's dorinda's was that's what's my problem yeah dorinda's was the best though i'm I'm now spacing on her name but she was always in the background at these really drunken things at bluestone manor and it was just she was always just kind of like helping dorinda and i was just like man if she could have her own talking head like she's seen everything Totally. She's, like, she's probably she put probably these ladies to bed. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we meet her, uh, you know, Crystal lets us know she actually is a tiger mom, even though that's a stereotype, she says. Uh, you know, she had work ethic constantly drilled into her and that she loves her calendar. Are you very organized with your calendar? I, I actually, you guys, I was late to this. I had written down a different time. You guys know I'm horrible <laughs> at my calendar. Are You seem very organized, are you? Um. Yes. I, I'm like a Virgo. So I'm learning about what that is because everyone's like, you're such a Virgo. I was like, I guess so. Um, like if something's, I need to have a place for everything and I need it to be organized. And if it's not, it'll go the total opposite way. Like my life will be in complete disarray. So I'm only organized because otherwise like everything falls apart for me. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, do you like color code and stuff? Yeah. Like I cannot function in, in clutter. Oh, wow. You at call, all. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. No, I mean, so she says she really gets off on organizing. Everybody has their own color in the, the calendar. Uh, she's very organized. It gives her peace of mind. And uh, I, to me, that is aspirational. That's the kind of stuff that I do. It's not like the jewels or the clothes, but like being organized, I'm like, that would be amazing. Um, <laughs> she also, I was very jealous. It, did, was I, she had a, wa- she has a watermelon farm. Oh my God, I must be shopping. Wait, okay. And this is the part where they buried the body in the watermelon farm. What did you think of that? <laughs> yeah, what did you would <laughs> Wait, tell me about the watermelon farm. I love yeah, like she had the kids come out and pick a watermelon to uh to take to <laughs> Nana to take to Nana's. And uh I just uh but then so that was just like a really quick uh throwaway thing where they did that, but then uh she lets us know that her um her housekeeper uh, Lucy, that she calls Lucy the boss, and that's the person that helps her keep the whole house. They don't have a big staff. It's just her and Lucy. Uh, so I imagine we're going to be seeing Lucy more in the season. Um, the next scene, we open at Rinna at a private airfield, um, and Rinna is already on one. She's already cackling by herself. She's like, ah, ha, ha. she's just always like, it just feels like she's like mainlining um, Adderall. Like she's just like, oh, like she's just on top of it. She's and Garcelle comes in and Garcelle is like, oh God, like she, she's not thrilled that it's just her and Rinna. And then Kyle comes in and she's like, oh, it's Kyle, but thank God there's somebody else here. Um, Kyle is doing that thing where it's like, she's really into hat looks like Mumford and Sons. She always looks like she's in like an alternative band. I know. She's like, I brought my, brought my hat box. I'm like, why? Yeah. Like she, she tell, lets us know you guys, she's bringing like seven bags, including a hat box which just seems like, like how many bags will you allow yourself to take on a vacation? Oh, like barely any. I hate, but this is the thing. Like they have people, that's why they were triggered when no one carried their bags in. Cause they have so many, all of a sudden it's very stressful. I always have to carry my own bag. So I'm packing as light as possible. So I'm like not stressed at the airport. Yeah, no, I mean that, it, that was speaking of organized, I was packing a bag recently and it was, I just have never, like I had this thought of like, you know what, if I ever have some free time, I want to take a, uh, a packing class or something, because 
I always just end up, I always end up just panicking, just throwing a bunch of shit in. And then I never have, then I end up wearing the same thing anyways, but it's like to be organized that way. It's that really is aspirational to me. I like learned that quite well when I had to fly to LA so often for below deck, given I was only going for a few days and it's like a two and a half hour flight for me. But like, I just, I wear mostly a lot of the same stuff. So I was like, why even pretend that I'm not going to? They, well, they pay you to take those flights, right? No. You they have paid, to pay your own way? No, they paid for my flights, but I'm not paid to be there. Okay, I thought- In the middle I thought, of the week, I you, a month okay. for a full year. Okay, I thought you were paying <laughs> for the flights. I was like, oh my God, no. No, no, but I'm not being paid to be there. No, 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 no. I, I just I just got scared be. that you were paying for, <laughs> for Are you out of your flights. mind? Well, no, I'm I pay not. with my salary from the show? That fat chance. <laughs> with that big uh, tip talk- mo- the, the big tip money. Come it on. won't get me there many times. <laughs> um, so all the ladies are coming in. Um, you know, uh, Kyle also lets us know she brought a bag with oat milk and her espresso machine so she can make lattes. Um, Kathy Hilton rolls in and Kathy lets us know she's heard of girls trips, but she's never personally been on one because they'll go to wine country or spas and she'll do that with her husband, Rick. And, um, I thought that's kind of fascinating too, of not ever taking a girl's trip. I don't ever want to go on a girl's trip. I totally resonated with that. Like if I'm going on a trip, I want someone that's going to like do nice things for me. I don't like <laughs> and girls Lisa would was not like do- pick up your own bags, bitch. And like <laughs> my boyfriend won't be doing that. Or he won't be my boyfriend. <laughs> um, well, hopefully your boyfriend is t- picking your bags up. So um uh I have Kathy Hilton rolls in and you may hear uh she goes, she calls Lisa Miss Hamlin. She goes, Miss Hamlin, do we have any small treats to eat? Like, which I thought was just another fascinating, it's like cat in the hat way of speaking. It's like Small treats to eat is just such a weird thing to say, but like perfect. I say weird things like that sometimes too. Kate and I used to, they, they did, none of it really came out on the show, but sometimes like when you're really tired and I don't think Kathy's really tired. So I think it's just who she is. Some weird stuff comes out and I love it. No, it's I love so it. Kathy just is like all great phrasing that you can already see all the Bravo merchandisers making t-shirts out of. <laughs> like I'm like, she's just speaking in catchphrases. It's amazing. But also- like I've never seen these facets of her personality. I had no idea she had one because my, my <laughs> yes. only knowledge of her is from like episode one of the simple life where they're throwing like Paris and yeah. Nicole going away party, see very little of her. And then the Paris Hilton documentary where she is stone faced. I see, I see almost a psychopath. Yeah. It's a void of emotion. You guys, what she's talking about the This Is Paris YouTube documentary where it comes out that like, and and Kathy's a part of these like talking head interviews where Paris got like kidnapped from her own house and taken to these kind of outward bound things for troubled youths where actual Paris got like abused at one and Kathy had no idea about it. But like you really get the sense that it was like some hardcore shit going down on that house, which you then like, you know, when you grew up, like knowing Paris, it was just like the party girl. So you almost didn't think she had parents, but then to find out it was like this really strict environment. But then at the same time she was being abused, it was really tragic and potentially made Kathy look like a real asshole. And that's why it's like, kind of, I don't know if the word is refreshing, but it's interesting to see a different side of her where I'm like, Oh, she's kooky. She's not like militant. Like she was in the documentary. Given that's not really the time to be kooky in that, in the sense of that documentary. Ah, like, I it, sent that, her that away. Whacka whacka, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm surprised that none of that bubbled to the surface even a little bit because it seems to flow so naturally in the show. Yeah. 
No, yeah. So she comes in, and uh, this is when Erica comes in in a full fur and an orange jumpsuit, which didn't even match with the fur. I'm not like a style maven, but like it just didn't even seem to match. I'm just like, are you just randomly throwing things on? I just, it just was so such a weird outfit. I'm not going to pretend I've liked a single thing that Erica Jane has ever worn. So this is not like, oh, I hate that look. Like, I'm yeah. Not <laughs> Have you, do you see the red latex one she wears in her mm-hmm. like Chiron? And it just is like, what is, it's like just like really red latex. And it's like, it never, like, it just makes me sad. Like, it doesn't make me, you know, like I know, you know, when you know somebody well, or you know the image presented to you where they cease to be attractive anymore. No, 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 no. I know she's considered quote unquote attractive, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure there's guys where you're like, oh, that guy's a dick. And it becomes all of a sudden unattractive to you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you just start to like, well, I don't really like somebody that shows up their wealth, that kind of thing. And that, you know, so you don't really see how attractive somebody possibly is sometimes. Totally. Yeah. Um, Speaking of the interviews, can we talk about maybe I was online shopping, but all of a sudden, All of a sudden, I had a gift card. I had a gift card in. Did sure. Work before, and yeah. then all of a sudden started working. I was like, wow, I've got to buy something. Wait, wait. You tried the gift card multiple times? You were like, kept put, like, wait. I would throw the gift card away. Not sponsored. Aritzia was like, you can't use gift cards online. And I was like, I'm not going to shop in person. The, the staff <laughs> there will, they'll be like, you look so cute in that. I'm like, I know I don't look cute in this. Never talk to me again. <laughs> um, anyways, Garcelle pops up on her interview with blue hair. She looks like the queen of oh, Narnia. Oh, yes. She looks, like, the, she, no looks like Storm. she looks like Storm from the X-Men. And I, I feel like, yeah, it's like this, it's like silver purple hair, you guys. And the you saw it and it's like just wild. But you're right. They don't comment on it at all. Like, that, like I, something like that just to me, like required explanation. Yeah, it feels it's like not the first just question like, would be like, oh, look. this? Like, what? Oh, this is inspired by, like, I would love to know in fact, that could be a separate spinoff show of Bravo, like explaining their looks. I know. Well, it's really mostly Beverly Hills again. Yeah, they bring that kind of energy to it. Yeah, yeah because you you know, like you're not going to, I mean, Sonia's like 21 century, 21st century or 20 cent, whatever clothing line is. She sent me some. Well, no. her assistant from, yeah, she sent me some. Oh my God, And that's she sent amazing. Kate some. We got, oh, like, I love that. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so cute. Um. She followed, I, she, I, this has got to be, I think somebody's running. Do you know if she runs her own account? Like she followed me last week, but I was like, this either, this can't be really her. This has to be somebody okay, running her that. account. I was so excited for you. I don't know. I I'm so, assuming someone, maybe, it's probably one of her interns if we're being real. Yeah, totally. But then do you yeah. ever worry? I see then it just like now becomes a game of like, well, what am I going to say to get the unfollow? You, you know, it's coming. Like, you know, like do you ever get worried about somebody following you and then you're like, it's only a matter of time before they unfollow. Point one, nobody cool follows me point two, like who's following me two hurtful what am i yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody that i'm gonna i'm not gonna go joke, talk joke, shit joke. about you on my, on my instagram <laughs> later but like also i'm not really saying a lot of like controversial things on a daily basis i, mean, I don't know yeah. yet not until the kate the kate and <laughs> yeah. Courtney podcast um okay so um they, they get into a one hour flight when Garcelle is very scared of flights. She brings up, she brought it up on the reunion. Um, and everybody is like, that's gotta be the worst is like being scared and to be on a small plane and then just hear a plane full of ladies cackling. It's like a lot of cackling. They all, Manic. they all just laugh, like just yeah. insane laughter. It's ominous. Although that could be editing. They probably just repeated <laughs> that, that sound bite over and over again. Yeah. They just sweeten they the that. laughter. Like we need bigger laughter. They do that. Yeah, it just felt like I was getting vertigo, you know? Yeah. I was like, this is too much for me. They land, they're all clapping. 
Rin is like, successful, fun, classy trip. Ah and then we see shots of the lakes and the trees. It's, it's really is, Lake Tahoe really is beautiful. Um, there's so much clapping. Like every, like they're in the cars clapping. They're all very excited. They get to the house and it really is an amazing, it's 17 bedrooms, 18 baths. It's called the Sherman Estate. Um, it's 15 acres, 17,000 square feet. They have their own chef for a week, a pool, a movie theater. Um, even Crystal's like, this is the best view I've ever seen in a Tahoe house. Garcelle is another, she's wearing like a, a, a Technicolor dream coat in this scene. Did you see her like insane trench coat with all the colors? Yeah, I don't like, I'm not, I don't love any of the outfits on this entire like franchise. Wait, who is like, do you have a housewife that you emulate style-wise or you're the closest Ugh. to i'm I you're like I'm, I'm too young to like be emulating someone who's 50 none of them really have class <laughs> style-wise like that would be bizarre but no one no one no one has like classic timeless style on housewives like none of them. if they did maybe yeah i, I want to point out uh right now she is in uh different uh camouflage and zebra patterns like leah <laughs> um, she's very she's very big very big i'm wearing a sweatshirt <laughs> Sweatpants um on. have you ever been on in one of these like amazing mansion mansion places in all of your travels i guess so i mean i live in vancouver there's like a lot of mansions that was like my high school party <laughs> was at one of those um but yeah i, I, mean, lo I, I love these where you can get lost in a house you know yeah that's every house in vancouver <laughs> um they have the the bottom floor. They say there's a bear issue. So Garcelle takes her bags out of that. She's like, you don't tell a black lady twice. I'm out of here. Um, which that would be kind of wild to wake up from a dream and have a bear outside your door. Actually, my I used to live, you will have the reference for this, but it's sort of like up the mountain of Vancouver. It's not a real mountain, but it's upwards. So there's like, it's closer to nature. There's trails. It's closer to the ski hills. And there's lots of bears. Like they would come in and out of my backyard at the time. And my neighbors once left their siding door open and they were, I don't know if they were eating dinner or they had just placed their food on the table and walked away. And they came back and there was like a black bear just fully on their dining room table, like eating their dinner. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. That's, uh, so they I love watching invite themselves in if you leave. I love watching uh, Twitter videos of like, they, uh, there's always like the bear videos of like, they came out to my car and ate my hamburger. Like, don't you ever watch those? Or like, do you ever watch the, I get always sucked into those Dodo animal videos? Obsessed. Like, I, I mean, like, if you guys want to cry in like two minutes, always go to Dodo. Like, they'll always just, it's like every time they do it, it's like rain. Like, I love to be sad watching Dodo video, you know, because then it's always triumphant at the they're, end. Yeah, like they usually happy. They rehab. But that first part when the animals before the rehab kills me, you know? I know. Um, so, uh they're all picking rooms. Kyle is in with Kathy getting her set up. And, you know, they say, you know, Rick, Rick, Kathy's husband is happy uh, that we're, we're hanging out again. And she's like, Mo is too. And remember you guys, they had a feud because Kyle did produce a show called American w woman on TV land. That was all about them growing up and their mother. And uh, Kathy stopped talking to Kyle because of it, because she thought they were telling fam family secrets. So now they are talking again and that is good. And Kathy, in a, in a pure Kathy fashion, she's like, I need a fan at all times. I need a fan. It's the only thing that helps me sleep. How do I plug in this fan? And then Kyle just comes and plugs it into the wall, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, she's like, you have to, you, you have to plug it into the wall. And Kathy is unpacking 
And did you notice she's unpacking things with all, you know, the, the, the tags on it still? Oh, she's like our regular Sonia. Or is it just, no, no. It's just like, I think she bought (laughs) stuff for the trip and, but it's like, it had, uh, kept like the one I saw her taking out. It said kindness is free on it. Oh my God. Could you imagine getting like live, laugh, love shirts and stuff? That seems like a Kathy vibe though. I love it. Yeah. But yeah. I just love that. She was like, this will be perfect for the Tahoe That's trip. So cute. Was it like bedazzled or something? No, it was like kind of plain. Like it was like, actually, but it, I just noticed that she had a couple of them. And she had a shirt. Places. I couldn't quite re- read because it was like creased, but she was wearing another like say, a shirt that had a saying on it. And I can't remember what it was when they did the two truths and a lie thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Kyle is working with the chef because Kyle's cooking the first night. She loves to cook. She loves to entertain with friends. So she doesn't need the sous chef, but this, the chef turns into a sous chef and Kyle's just kind of bossing her around, like cut this, do this. It doesn't seem like the part Kyle thinks she's doing is just putting it in the oven. Like, I don't know what Kyle she is doing. She didn't do anything to the salmon aside from burn it, but it was like just sitting. Like, I don't even know there was olive what, oil involved. There was, was a lot of pepper that looked like it was not freshly ground. There was a huge a lemon. Slice of lemon. Yeah, there was a huge, uh, and I, this, I'm, I, oh, I'm ignorant. I know what is, so a huge thing of lemon, just the lemon juices flow into the salmon and lemon not, goes good with it salmon. It wasn't even huge. It was just like a little slice. Like not that nothing's going to come from that. So if I, when I cook salmon, sometimes I'll do like really thinly sliced lemon that'll get like really crispy on top and it'll be like a caramelized situation. Like nothing, and you would also probably put some form of like lemon juice on it, maybe after cooking or in some sort of, brown butter situation that's going on top maybe and then even the pasta the pasta was like olive oil basil like it wasn't (sighs) like they were like the pasta is great and i was like it seems like the easiest pasta in the world to make you know i mean easy pastas can be great but i don't think that was it no um dorit comes in a very like a silky pj with like a matching headset she's like already (laughs) well no like what do you call the the bandanas yeah yeah (laughs) It's a bandana, <laughs> you know, like uh, Brent Michaels used to wear. Um, Rinna is in like a black, um, a leather nighty. I don't know. Um, Kyle says, uh, is my nose getting fatter by the second? Because you guys remember in the first episode, we found out because of the movie Halloween again, she has broken her nose and had to get a nose job. And so Kathy's like, yeah, your nose did look like it was blowing up on the plane a little bit. And Kathy says, yeah, next year you're going to snip, snip a little bit more of your nose and then you'll start worrying about your ears, which by the way, Kathy is so dead on right. This is how these Beverly Hills ladies, I feel do of like, they do get into this kind of K hole where it's like just all of a sudden plastic surgery is definitely on the table. Mm-hmm. And it's like, such a K hole. But it's like Kyle right now, it's like, okay, the nose looks good. But like, if you keep going, it just becomes all about the plastic surgery. And like, it's like, blurry Kyle all of a sudden, you know, it's like, if you look yeah. at Kyle with like blurred vision, you're like, you look amazing. But then you, if you look at it with your glasses on, you'd be like, holy shit, you've done too much work, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like the, the Chloe Kardashian situation. Like she's both like the oppressor and the victim of like the system that we've created for women. And it's like very hard to decide like how you feel about the individual who's also yeah. has all that pressure to look a certain way. And look at us, even we were like, Seton looks so old because she probably has had a lot less work done. And Lisa Rinna, like, we don't comment that Shame she looks on old. She, yeah. She's 60. Yeah. So that, <laughs> like, that's something that they hear on, an, on a daily basis. So it's hard to be like, oh, you shouldn't do that because she feels good about herself because of the situation that we've created in society. I don't know. I can go on. I would, I know I would love to know it. I mean, like, but honestly, I make fun of Chloe a lot because the standards of beauty, I feel like the Kardashians have set 
you know, and you see that there's obviously a lot of trouble there with Chloe is it's like, you know, I always say I have a little niece and I'm really scared of when she gets on social media. And like, these aren't even, even obtainable for somebody of my niece's stature. Like we're not a rich family. She couldn't even do this if she wanted to. And what if she gets online and think these, this is what she's supposed to look like. Like mm-hmm. that scares me is like, then you don't have any kind of individual beauty or style because we're all homogenized into this one standard of beauty that I think the Kardashians are at the forefront of, or whoever the Kardashian surgeon is, it's making everybody look the same now, but I would love to hear Chloe actually honestly talk about this someday. That's my biggest problem with them is I understand that they're um, subject of like so much criticism about the way that they look. And I can't imagine the emotional toll that that would take on that level for them. So I understand why they fall to those pressures so often, but to not um, acknowledge it and to pretend that they and then to blame us completely and not yeah, any. And they're like, oh, like, I just work out a lot. And that's not a realistic standard that you're setting for people. And you have a responsibility with however many millions of followers that she has. I think it's really harmful and selfish to yeah. not see the bigger picture that you're like, it's, it's part of her responsibility and she's not living up to it, I don't think. But also like, you know, the emotional toll I'm sure is very heavy on her, but guess what helps with that? All of the money she's making from it. You know, like, I mean, like that is that, like you said, like you might've, uh, you know, you might've, you might be willing to freak out a little bit more on a reality show if you were paid a little bit more on a reality show, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. this stuff helps when like, yeah, it sucks, but guess what? She's going to be taken care of for the rest of her life potentially. Yeah. Um, so uh, they're all sitting around talking. Uh, Kyle, by the way, I got to give it to Kyle. I love when Kyle does imitations. I think she's great at it. She does a really great Kathy imitation. She did an amazing Kathy. Does, I was she's so like, impressed. Kyle, is that you, Kyle? Are you? Because she thought Garcelle was Kyle. And I love that even Kathy in this moment goes, well, yeah, I mean, like she's taller, you know? And I'm like, also she's black. Are you like, I mean, like we're leaving. <laughs> Kathy won't say, but like, Kathy's just like, well, she's taller. There's no, I mean, like, it is crazy. I don't know um, if it even like crossed her mind. I no, think she was it, like, Kyle's so short. How could I think that? Like, what? <laughs> Nobody brings it up, but they're all laughing. And then this is when the smoke alarm goes off and we find out the one fucking thing Kyle's supposed to do is not burn the salmon and she burns the salmon. But also, do you think there was an FU from the sous chef? Because the sous chef's still in the kitchen the right sous chef just like not like she was like you said you're cooking it so you live by the sword you die by the sword you I know? Don't know and it was smoking for a while so she wasn't like hey anyone gonna like i don't know maybe she got really nervous and didn't want to like go in or didn't want i don't know like i would yeah, thinking would. would say it's burning take it out but who knows? um we find out at the table that kathy is always called kyle doogie and it's another great Kathyism of like, well, why, why was she doogie? And, and Kathy's like, cause she's a doogie. Look at her. She's a little doogie. And I'm like, yes, she is. I mean, all of a sudden I love that because it's so specific and doesn't make sense. Like, but it makes perfect sense to her, you That's know, so like funny. I always called her a doogie and um, they're 9.5 years apart. Um, Sutton gifts all of the ladies flasks. Now, are you a big flask lady? I mean, I'm an adult. I don't know. I'm it's like a Southern thing. Like, I'm an adult. I'm, like, well, I just I have, get a drink I have in a, a glass. Like, where do I need to be hiding it? It's one of those things. I have a couple flasks from being like groomsmen. And it's one of those, like, it's like, a. I mean, no offense. I don't think any of the people list, are listening to this that I was groomsmen for, but it's like, 
it's like always a waste of a gift. Like it always goes into the same box. Even if I needed a flask, I never remember I have one until it's yeah. too late. Like what am then I going to spike the punch bowl at my school dance? Like yes. what do I need this Yeah, for? it's like, it really has no purpose. And if like, I did see somebody out and about with a flask at my age, I would be like, are you okay, man? Yeah, like, what's, I mean, well? like I'll buy you a drink. Like, yeah, um, I did actually like how Kathy said she was going to use it for math flush. I thought that was innovative. Yes, that was. She was I thought like, if what there's you, ever a purpose, that's it. Well, sometimes people do drink uh, mouthwash to get the alcohol out of it, though. Um, so that is, I don't think no, I'm, I don't think it was that what she meant. Rena loves <laughs> it. Better. Crystal is unimpressed. She's like, I've never used a flask. Um, so they, they decide to retire to the parlor for after dinner drinks. We see that all the, the plates still have the majority of the fish on them, the, sand, the burnt salmon. Nobody's really eaten it. Um, they're sitting downstairs and Kathy goes, Kyle, I lost my phone. You need to get me a new one tomorrow. Did you catch that? Yeah, I'm like, are you said... her assistant? Also, <laughs> Does she just not know how? But also how amazing of a life do you have to have where you like casually say, I lost my phone somewhere here. We're going to need to get a new one. Like there's not even a, let's all split up and look for the phone. It's you, we, we need to get a new one tomorrow. Like that yeah. was so amazing. <laughs> like if I lost my phone, you would see like me panic like there's no tomorrow. I know. One of my friends works in IT, so and he works for some wealthy people in Vancouver. And one of them, every time he loses his AirPods, just like buys a new pair. So he has like on his Bluetooth that he has access to, like every single pair of AirPods that he has. And it's just like a whole scrolling list. AirPods. <laughs> just like they die or he loses them. He's like, new pair, don't want to charge it. Oh God, it's so wild. Uh, we're so addicted to all this crap. Um, so Kathy says, uh, oh, so Garcelle says, could you imagine if we had all our sisters here? And Erica says, I don't have a sister. And if I did, I would eat her, which would, that was an interesting line of dialogue. I related to that as an only child. I was like, <laughs> wait, yep. do you, are you ever around your parents and they're giving somebody else too much attention for your liking? Oh no. I'm like, can someone take yeah. them off my hands? Get them off, get them off my hands. Um, <laughs> they love Kate actually. Like Kate and I have this joke because Captain Lee once said that if he had a daughter, he would want her to be like me. And Kate was like, hello. <laughs> and he was like second daughter. So Kate is like second daughter to my parents. Oh, I love that. It's an inside joke. Um, so Dorit goes, this is the Dorit, like, let's tell two truths and one lie. And she does it in a very Dorit fashion. And so we go around, we're going to tell two truths and one lie. Crystal starts and she says, uh, I was arrested. I worked for an escort agency and I was propositioned to become a madam. And it turns out the lie was that she had got arrested, but she did work the phone banks at an escort agency when she was 18 for a summer. And she learned a lot that summer, which I was like, that's, that's why, but like, also what a wild part-time job to fall into. At 18. At 18. It just seems like, you know, like was like express not hiring. Like it just like, how much were you being paid to be paid? Well, I guess. I, I hope so. Like, I, I love like, that though. I've never answered that. Well, if you ask me right now, I'd be like, my favorite color is pink. Uh, my favorite color is blue. My favorite color is green. <laughs> <laughs> Just so many favorite colors. Um, Erica er, and Erica goes, that's my kind of chick, man. Like Erica's always like, tries to be she, a like, brassy so, female. Like, I'm like, stop like, it. Either be brassy or be rich. Like which yeah, one, you know, it's like, you're trying to be some like, uh, anyway, so uh, we go to Sutton Sutton goes, I was a barista at Starbucks. Um, you know, I had stole, I've stolen something and I was a virgin when I got married and no, everybody's like, well, the lie is definitely that you didn't work. You'd never worked at Starbucks. And she was like, I did. 
And I just, it is weird. Like, I feel like we could have find, found that out real quickly. Like, tell me some Starbucks things. I guarantee you she like ordered something online. She did like the online order at Starbucks and she was like, I, I'm, <laughs> I work here. I'm a, I'm a, I there's do, I work for the company. There's no, no just There's some certain people that just don't know what actual jobs are, you know? And that's like, they're, they're that's great. Good for them. Um, see, this is the weird one with Erica, Erica Jane. She goes, I wore a wire and was a witness in a government case. I was adopted. And then the third one was, wasn't it the, I, I went on a date with someone or something? I don't know. The th- but, but the one that I got, really, I blacked out when she said the witness in the government case the, thing. And the, I was like, what is it? What is she talking about? And I didn't. The one that freaked me out was the, I wore a, cause she, you guys, she said, I'll tell you guys privately off camera. And then on her talking head, she goes, I can neither confirm or deny my truth or lie. And if she wore a wire and was a witness yeah. in a government case, is that against Tom? Well, yeah. Why would she be wearing a wire against Tom? That's what blew my damn mind. But I mean, but then it got, then my paranoid brain, I was like, what if Erica has been in on it this whole time and she's like safe from prosecution and she's just been told to keep quiet until everything, but she's I been know. working for the government. I know. And what but if it comes like, out on the show? Oh, it's very uh, like this happens in an episode of the OC sort of with Sandy Cohen. Like it's very. <laughs> <laughs> after, he smeared, after he smeared his bagel, he was like, uh, <laughs> um, so that all just, yeah, but you're right. Like that doesn't even stop the ladies. They keep going. They're like, okay, cool. We'll talk later. And then Rinna goes, oh, I'm not a very good liar. And Garcelle's like, you're an actress, Rinna. And then in a talking head, she goes, she lied about being friends with Denise. I love that that's not getting let go, you know? She will not get over it. I don't know. I kind of like see uh, Lisa's point of view there. She that was she's like, not a good liar? No, that she's not that good of friends with her. Like, I don't well, know. I mean, I don't know enough of their history but see, to know. But. I see it in a sense until in the scene with Garcelle that's like at, right after this, Garcelle goes, well, do you consider yourself close to me? And uh, Rena goes, yes, yes, I do. And that's where I'm like, you're a fucking liar because you're not close to Garcelle. So I just feel like Rena, like that undercuts anything that she says about Denise. But like her and Denise, like we're close in the way that like Hollywood people are close to each other. Like, you know, like they, yeah. they weren't enemies, but like also Rena does put the show before friendships. Like I know yeah, that about she her. She absolutely does. And but that and the Garcelle was like, do you can would you consider us close? And I'm like, I don't know if I would consider the women that I like, I would consider the women on New York close, but I don't yes. know if I would with with Beverly Hills. The Garcelle's not hanging with these ladies in the off season except for no. Sutton, potentially. Yeah, but I don't even that, think it's just a really, couple of times, think, maybe, you know. Yeah. Um, because she hasn't you know, found out that she's like very <laughs> racially ignorant yet. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Literally, uh, so it couldn't have been too long. Um, but yeah, Garcelle, I wish she had called and that scene with Rena that we just talked about. I wish Garcelle had said, Bullshit, we're not close. I don't agree with that. We're we're working towards getting close. Mm-hmm. But for Rena to say that, I just think it almost proves that Rena is a liar. But I know. But maybe um, she just felt uncomfortable. I don't know. If someone said that to me, I'd be like, uh, yeah, of course. Um yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I mean, nobody, if you call, yeah, you're right. It would be like Hannah being like, we're feelings. not friends, and then you'd be off the show. <laughs> no, that's true. Be yeah. careful. <laughs> just looking at the camera, like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so in the, one of the last scenes here is Kyle stays up because she's like, wants to keep partying. Sutton, uh, Kyle, and Crystal are talking. And, you know, Kyle goes, you know, Garcelle was so nice tonight. She's so bubbly and light and, and, um, you know, and Sutton's like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, you know, we had that dust up, uh, but we're good now. And she brought up the donation. And uh, Crystal says, 
like you said earlier, from a perspective of someone who is not white, it can be so painful when something like this is brought up that you can't see anything else. And Sutton goes, I am not doing this right now. I'm not doing this. Like out of nowhere, like she, Crystal just said one thing that I thought was really like succinct and laser-like yeah. in its focus that did not bring Sutton into it at all. No, I like, I thought it was really impactful what she was saying. Like, and I just don't know where that came from. I would love to understand. I really tried to like therapize her a little bit in my head to try and figure out where that came from. And I certainly hope she took this opportunity to learn from it, but I don't know where that came well, from. And I think she did, um, which I'll talk about right in a second. But goes, um, I am not talking about racial stereotypes when I am not. And and Crystal's like, yeah, it's easy for you not to talk about it. And she goes, because why? Because I'm a Southern white girl. You want to talk about how when I see dumbass rednecks on TV, I also have a stereotype, but I don't bring it up. We are well uh, educated. We are well traveled. It is 2021. And then Crystal's like, tell me, tell me you're the girl who doesn't see color. Are you that girl? Tell me you're that girl. And Sutton's like, are you serious right now? Are you serious right now? And that's like to be continued. But it was just, this didn't need to happen. But I think it is very telling of there's a certain kind of wealthy that turns out to usually be Caucasian white woman that does not want to be told anything and feels like they are a nice person in their heart. So they should never feel questioned, but they feel so threatened. And it comes out like, it's exactly what we were just talking about. Like that's all Sutton sees in her mind. So she's not able to listen and she's just lashing out now. Mm -hmm. I think there's like a couple things happening here. First of all, I hate when people like compare systems of oppression. Like <laughs> yes. that's not what, that's not what Crystal's doing, but like that's comparable. But Sutton thinking that like white Southern woman is an oppressed group is <laughs> just like <laughs> so beyond my comprehension but even like I'll give her like a separate system of oppression would be maybe women like maybe even older women and those aren't comparable like racial oppression and the oppression of women is, is not in ways it maybe even for me makes me more able to understand other systems of oppression, but it's not comparable. And so yeah. I think Sutton feels, she's also picking tiers. Like she's saying privilege, like of wealth is, is a tier. And she's saying because Crystal is privileged and wealthy that the other systems don't affect her. Yeah. That's and that's not brilliant. how that works. Yeah. You're, you're, that's, that's really, I'm so glad you said, um, so, but I want to do point out, so this was the end of the episode but I want to point out, uh, we, we got a, uh, a Sutton social media post this morning that says, despite Crystal and my strained relationship at the time, it was disrespectful to interrupt her and not listen to her express her truth. My life is blessed by the diversity of my relationships, and I am committed to become a better listener to understand the painful realities experienced by people of color. I am sorry. I will do better and be better. I mean, I think that's a, I think that that's a good apology. It's a, bit it's a bit PR for me. It's a bit PR, but I think it's still better than the other PR apologies I've seen come out of some of these reality stars. Mm -hmm. Because usually these PR ones will have one line of like, although that's not what I, I was doing, I know, like they I don't, know. they never let the mouse go fully. Yeah. And here at least I'm like, even if it's PR, at least she fully says, I, I am behind this. Yeah. And I it's do not like just to see someone take accountability. Yeah. Because even like Hannah at the summer house reunion was like, 
okay, I take full responsibility for that, but I will say it's not my fault because of Mm -hmm. like, that's not taking full responsibility. Yeah. I do like to see from an apology is not only a recognition that you've done something wrong is maybe to supply some knowledge, like speak a little louder about what you've now learned, like tell like override what you've said with what you now know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, definitely. And hopefully we'll see more of this, uh, from, Sutton, but these are the kind of things that are like so on the tip of everybody's tongue. So it is, you know, these Bravo shows are having some real uncomfortable conversations that I hope make it for the better, but it just goes to show you why we're having, this scene right here goes to show you exactly why we're having these conversations. I mean, Sutton jumped in on this, like Sutton created this thing that was not, I mean, this was one sentence Crystal said, which was not even, there was no vagueness about the sentence. There was no like, if like, oh, that's not black or white. It was pretty black or white sentence to me. And the craziest part of this, to go back to New York, is the conversation about race oh, Ebony, and the yeah. help thing that Ebony had with Ramona. Ramona received that 10,000% better than Sutton did. And Ebony was speaking directly to Ramona about Ramona. And Sutton's just a second party in this conversation here. I was shocked. I was shocked Ramona took it that way. I was shocked. If Ramona is handling something better than you are, you got to really, really think hard about what you've done. (laughs) No, I mean, so you guys, I thought that was a great episode. So much, and I'm really, I'm so happy to have a show that I look forward to every week. You did you enjoy it as well, or were you frustrated with it? No, I really enjoyed it, and I love Kathy. I can't wait to see more of her. Well, I mean, I think you just want to watch the show so you can keep online shopping. So No, no, I had a gift card. It's done. I've only got $13. It's done. It's done. It's done. Um, <laughs> Courtney Skipon, uh, you are amazing. Thank you so much for coming back and spending this much time with us. I know we went really long, but that's what I tend to do. Um, uh, I, I can already tell you she will have a podcast one day. So when that happens, we will all subscribe and give her five stars. But until then, we follow her on Instagram and it's just Courtney Skipon, right? S- that's correct. S-K-I-P-P-O-N. Okay. And, um, I don't think, are you, are you doing the cameo thing anymore? Or are you like, I am, but like, don't talk. Oh my God. I have to do one. I'm so bad at them. Like I've yeah, you guys, you gotta watch, you don't. gotta watch. I think it's no. on her Instagram. <gasps> her, you... Oh no. The Instagram, the one that where you're trying to do the message for, uh, you're trying to say that you're on cameo and you keep yeah. screwing it up. Is that still on your Instagram? It is. By the way, so that just know that it gives her some kind of anxiety where it might be worth the money just to know that she's really anxiety ridden about oh, it. I can't so do it. Um, but Cordy, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you are welcome anytime you want to vent about anything. Thanks for having me. Five, four, three, two, one. That was awesome. Thank you so much. Betches.